Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Ro, host of The Queen Pod. Queen have very kindly allowed us to use their wonderful music on this podcast, which is awesome. But the rest is up to us, darlings. Our goal is to provide you with an entertaining and informative companion piece to the entire Queen back catalogue. All of Queen, track by track. So, if you're in a position to offer us some support, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash queenpod and take a look at how to get involved. Thanks so much, and now sit back and enjoy while we rock you. Hello and welcome back to Queen Pod. Yes, we've got a very special episode this week where we're looking at all of Queen's videos. So without further ado, let me introduce my wonderful cohorts. She's one wave short of a shipwreck. It's comedian Suze Kempner. Hello, thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And everything I had to know, I heard it from my Queen documentarian, Simon Lutt. (laughs) (laughs) You worked hard on these this week, haven't you? Literally did them five minutes ago. But life still goes on, so it's comedian John Robbins. Hello. Very welcome. Uh, now I'm in your room and I'm in your head. It's me, your host, Rohan Acharya. Hello. Uh, hey, everyone. I hope you're doing well. Uh, we all excited about doing the Queen videos on a audio format. <laughs> <laughs> I am, actually. I can imagine that this is going to bring up some very interesting discrepancies. And, and you know how hard... I find it to choose one song from like a side of an album. <laughs> Choosing ten videos from a list of nearly fifty has practically broken me this week. So it was you. tricky. It's yeah. tricky. I'm, I'm looking forward to try and recreate in audio form the eroticism of body language. The video. <laughs> <laughs> I see you come dressed appropriately. <laughs> you look warmer this week, uh, John. I, I applaud you for that. Yes. Back in your own home, surrounded by lovely Freddy stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I actually, uh, just before we pile in, we'll talk a bit about how this episode's going to work and then we'll get stuck in. But I actually have a little Queen moment I want to share with you guys for this particular episode. Because last Saturday, and I can't believe the cosmetic of this, um, 
mum is doing brilliantly this year. I mean, she's making up for a lot of damage, I feel, uh, because I went round to sort her out with all of the things that needed fixing. And um, she turned around and she said, uh, oh, I found something for you uh, tucked away in your room. And she found this, which is my VHS copy of Queen Rare Live, a concert through time and space. Wow. From when I've I was I've never seen this. Oh, it's so I've got, good. I've got that same VHS. Ironically, now VHS players are actually rarer than some of the footage um, <laughs> yeah. on the video. I can't play the video cassette. And to be fair, absolutely all of this must be on YouTube. But it is so nice to have it and I can't stop cuddling it. Uh, so thank you, Mum. What a lovely Queen moment. Um, so uh, it, it behooves me to say that we are going to put the list of videos we're considering up on our social media. So if you want to... Have a look at that while you listen through to this episode. Um, I think we're going to make them active links, so it will take you to the to the videos. Actually, must give um, mm. at Indie Solo a little shout out for that. My, my, my son Sam's doing all of our social media, and he's being a legend about it. Um, uh, so, little shout out to Sam. Thank you for that. So, he'll be sorting all those things out. But Simon, did you want to just quickly talk us through uh, how you made the list that you've given us to the approved list of videos? That we've looked yes. at. Yes. Well, we needed some kind of parameters, didn't we? Because um, making Queen videos has rolled on through the decades. Um, but we felt that the best thing to do would be to consider any official promo that was made that had involvement from the band. Right. We tried to sort of say the band had to be in it. But as we know, there are some where the band don't appear. So we couldn't rule those out. So our first one is Keep Yourself Alive. And we rolled all the way through uh, into Maiden Heaven, uh, where there were a couple of videos. One was made by Doro um, for Winter's Tale. There was a David Mallet thing for um, This Could Be Heaven. Um, and of course, No One But You, which got made uh, later as well. Um, we decided, I believe, to exclude the BFI Made in Heaven films, um, because the band didn't sort of have any involvement in those. They were briefs sent out and other people made them. Um, brilliant though they are so that encompassed quite a lot uh, Top of the Pops performances weren't included um, and I think that's about it so we had a list of over 40 in the end didn't we? 43 something like yeah. that yeah um, to choose from maybe I have made a mistake but Killer Queen wasn't on the list right no there was only a Top of the Pops performance <laughs> of Killer Queen there was no official promo there made. You go. there you go there you go alright alright brilliant I think that's all clear isn't it uh, so the way we're going to run this is our dear producer Giles is we have collated our top tens, uh, sent them to producer Giles. He's then done a sum to make them all work together as a thing. So uh, I guess it would behoove us to begin. Have you learned a new word? Because that's the second time you've said behoove. <laughs> what does it mean? What does it actually mean? Well, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, think, I know what it means. I think behoove would be to have hooves. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I love that you see how many times you can get uh, behoove. Okay. Into, it, 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 you're using it correctly. It means it sort of befits or it's our responsibility. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. The onus is upon us. Yes. To begin. Uh, <laughs> maybe with a horseshoe upon us <laughs> I, I can't make that into a joke uh producer giles uh do you want to jump in and save me <laughs> yeah. 
Save me. Hey guys, what an exciting episode <laughs> we're doing. Yes, we, we have lots of entries from the listeners. I think we got, we've got more than 40 already. We're going to smash the hundo. <laughs> we'll get we'll get more than a hundred, uh, I reckon, by the end of the thing if if we're lucky. Um, but it's very interesting already. There's there's three clear winners at the moment, oh, three front runners at the right. moment, um, and a big old drop off of, of almost forty points between number three and number four from the listeners. Wow. Weirdly, you guys' top three is not the same as the listeners' top three. Oh. Gasp, indeed. Oh. I, I cannot be more excited than this. That, that means we're already wrong. <laughs> Before we even started. What I, what I found quite broadly is that when I was considering my list, there was there was too many w- that I definitely wanted to be in the top ten mm. that couldn't fit. But there were also an awful lot that... So in the mid to late 70s, after Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen were clearly too busy to do videos in the way that they had done for Bohemian Rhapsody. So it's like they reinvented the music video (laughs) and then decided to take a pause from reinventing the music video for about four years. (laughs) Because there's this run where it's basically like live gigs. And I bet they used those videos as a chance to kind of test out live setups and sort of rehearse Mm. moves and stuff. But it it is quite noticeable how there's probably six or seven videos which are all quite similar, which you could kind of dispense of. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that are really good are so good that it made it a really difficult task. Yeah, Yeah. actually, we should actually have a quick talk about um, how did you actually make your... What was your selection process? Um, Oh, well, I watched them all in order from the list in like chronological order and then every single one I would write it down where it would go in my oh, wow. so I always knew when what my top 10 you was. were ranking as you went so, yeah it felt like the easiest way to do it sometimes I had to go back and watch a bit of a video again just to go mm, mm, <laughs> what if they fell it. out of the top 10 what would happen to them then they would well just, that's it they're, they're out they're, they're right. out yeah so I've got my full order that's such a cool <laughs> which method. is a weird thing to have how about you, Simon? Did you just sit, cry? Oh, you've shaved your head, I see. No, I'm just. They're still there. <laughs> don't panic. Uh, uh, yes, there, there were there were a lot of tears and uh, anxiety, um, and uh, I sort of I whittled it down to about fifteen, um, and then exercising those five from the top ten was a very painful process. And you know, spent a lot of time me apologising to those five that they hadn't <laughs> hadn't made it in. Um, but it's interesting. I I'm I think I'm probably on a similar page to John in that the ones where it is just them on stage performing, I I, I was less enamoured with. Although they always looked great, I think mm. I was more drawn to the ones where there was a lot of creative production involved yeah. and and something extra added in. So when you start going down that route. It does help narrow it down, which was quite useful. And then did Um, you have to have a process to actually identify within that top 10 how to order those? Yeah. And then about a day ago, I I, I did phone producer Giles and ask if I could swap two of mine. I did that. And would that that mess him up? And and he told me it it wouldn't mess him up in a way that it clearly would mess him up. I I decided to leave it as it was. um, I did that too last night. Even to the last minute. I'm still not sure of the order, but yeah. <laughs> it's horrendous, it's horrendous. Uh, how about you, John? How did you go about it? 
Well, I, like Simon, I got down to 16 and I knew that from those 16, there were going to be ones I really liked that weren't going to make it in. So I was actually quite ruthless and did it quite quickly. Oh, wow. So, so uh, and I, I, I just had to sort of go with my gut. I think I've probably... I don't think my list is too controversial, but I think I've probably got maybe two that other people might not have. Right. But there are sort of... I'd say there are like 15 classic yeah. if you were going to do a, a video greatest hits yeah. there's there's 15 or 16 that really give such an amazing range of animation and sort of interesting use of stock footage there was one from um one very close because it's quite hard to separate the videos from the songs mm. so there was one video that i hadn't seen for probably 15 years and i watched it back and I remember so vividly when it came out that I almost put it in just for sort of nostalgia reasons, but it didn't have the band in it, um, so I, I didn't in the end. Right, right. Ooh. So I uh, I did watch through the list. I did it in reverse order. So I started with the most yeah. recent and worked my way back, which was sort of amazing because, you know, obviously Freddie gets stronger as you watch in that, in that <laughs> yeah, order. Yeah, you Benjamin you know. buttoned it. Uh, I did Benjamin <laughs> button it, um, but also I felt... You know, for me, the sort of maybe the, some of the more appealing videos from my personal taste were maybe uh, sort of in the second half of their recording career. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that was very fun. And I just gave each one a score out of five. And uh, anything that got a five, as far as I was concerned, deserved to be a number one video in the top ten. Uh, and I also got 15 number one videos from the top 10. Uh, so that was then a massive wrangle to try and figure out. And ultimately, I stuck to the videos, I think, that pleased me the most. But I have to say, just getting down to sit down, I did it on a Sunday afternoon, just sitting down, watching these videos back to back. It was so fun. Wasn't it fun? Mm. Oh, yeah. It was just so lovely to do. I Honestly, if you're listening, I recommend it just... Just take an afternoon out of your day, if you, especially if you're not like massively au fait with Queen. Watching the videos is such a brilliant way to, um, you know, my, my son and I were chatting about that because obviously he suddenly got to hear all these new Queen songs that he uh, didn't know as well uh, as as uh, as the rest of us do. And um, and he just thought it was a fantastic way to, because to, you get such a sense of the personality of the band as yeah. well you know they're so fun they're so witty so mm. yeah what a fantastic experience um for an audio format so i shall now <laughs> hand over to producer giles to take us through this wonderful episode yeah it's really interesting this time it's, it's amazing how much you guys have agreed out of the 43 oh, really? videos only a total of 18 went into your collective top 10 okay. um so what john said about having two that probably don't appear on other people's lists. That's probably the average, in fact. I think that makes some mathematical sense. Two or three on everyone's list that won't appear in anyone else's list. Mm. Um, there's, yeah, having said that, there's relatively few videos that all four of you voted for. Okay. Oh, um, wow. Interesting. So, yes, there is fruity business going on. Mm. Um, there's a massive bell curve between 1984 and 1991. That is, that is peak video. I guess for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the ninety percent of of choices come between Radio Gaga and, and these are the days of our lives. Amazing. Right. Wow. Let us begin then with round ten. In round ten, Suze Kempner. 
What's your number 10? My number 10 choice is I want to break free. Ooh, low. There low. was a point, there was a point where I went, it's not going to make it in at all. It's going to fall <gasps> out of the top 10, but it just made it in. Wow. It just made it in. Um, I should say, no, I won't say what I was picking between for number 10. Because it would give away what didn't make it in. So I want to break free surprised me in that it's not aged as poorly as I thought it would. I thought uh, it might look a little like these four men were mocking women. It actually doesn't. It looks really fun, all the drag aspect. It's actually it, the the Corrie parody mm. is actually only about half the video. And I love all the stuff with the ballet company that Freddie's doing. However, I didn't feel like the two things really came together right. and I didn't feel like the stuff with the um, with the very stylized dance works with the song. Okay. So for that reason, I it's have low. this at number, number 10. 10. Wow, it's yeah. still a classic video though. My God, what an iconic image Freddie strutting in with that Hoover is. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, also you, you say is it, has it dated and does it seem disrespectful to women? I, I have to admit, it, it does take a while for your mind to click into the fact that Roger isn't a woman. Um, and he turns around with a face like, I know, fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really plays yeah, tricks. I'm yeah. hot. Uh, all right, uh, Simon, what have you got at your number 10? My number 10 is Bicycle Race. Oh. Which is disrespectful to me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I did find that when I, I watched it. Is it? I don't know if it is. I don't think it was intended to be, and I still. I think it's it so over the top that it actually is. Well, I, it's not for me to say whether it is no. or it isn't, but I certainly, I think, knowing the band and how outrageous it is, I actually think it's. It, for me, not as problematic as it would be if you described it to me. Yes, <laughs> agree, agree. Good choice. Controversial. Thank you very much. Good choice. My and John helps you. T- <laughs> really was mine. My, my number ten was Flash's theme. Oh, ah. yes. Yeah, right. And I am I am suspicious that I might be the only one to have picked that. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? Well, we're we about, shall find we're out. About to find yeah. out. <laughs> well, at my number ten, I put in. I want it all. Ooh. Ah. Okay. Rock song. Very good. There we go. That's what I've got in my number 10. So, Giles, are any of these going to appear higher up the chart? It's a shocker, but two of them. Yeah, the two you probably suspected. Bicycle Race and Flash. Do not get mentioned again any higher in these charts. Interesting. Wow. That is interesting. I have Bicycle Race at my number 14 position, Simon. So should we start with that? Because that is an interesting video to talk about. Um, It's got loads of naked ladies on bicycles in it, Simon. Yes, which may or may not have informed my choice, um, because I'm remembering that at those tender teenage years that I, I consider this to be a seminal piece of art, really. Um, <laughs> and I think why I have such fond memories of it is not, not only the original video, which suggested so much but gave away so little, um, was for those of you that... Um, remember the magic years documentary yes they wonderfully unmasked the footage yes on on that which was uh which again was another key moment um (laughs) no i mean for me it's it's classic 70s rock and roll um that's it uh i love the audacity of it and the humor of it you absolutely wouldn't do it now and quite rightly so so it's very much locked in in the time 
Um, but I think there's also something, you know, wonderfully outrageous and camp about it. I can imagine yeah. Freddie finding this absolutely mm. hilarious mm. and thinking it was very funny and not in the you know, slightest bit being attracted to any of the women, just <laughs> finding the whole thing over the top and, and ridiculous. And that's what I like about it. I think it works because the band aren't in it, so it doesn't feel weird that they're stood there performing the song that's true while surrounded they're not chasing the bikes no exactly it's not (laughs) nothing like that um but also i have i have had the 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 lucky pleasure of watching the rushes from from the uh, the shoot (laughs) which uh includes some shots of some quite overweight middle-aged men in suits sweating profusely in the middle of wimbledon racetrack while filming this trying to look (laughs) like they're being professional and it's all very serious um, and not quite knowing where to look, um, which, which is very funny. But um, no, I, I, I included it because I, I just think it's it was very much what Queen were at the time and where rock and roll was at the time. Mm. But, uh, you know, um, I think they're probably all slightly embarrassed by it now, uh, quite <laughs> rightly so. But um, I hope uh, all of the women that took part had a, an enjoyable experience doing it and look back on it fondly. Uh, <laughs> because if they didn't, then that would make it really grubby and it should be struck from history. In my experience, when a group of women get together, for example, in the waiting room of an audition that's running very late, um, but like after, if you're there for about an hour, by the end of it, we tend to have formed a political movement and <laughs> <laughs> could pretty much um, take on any man in the street afterwards, so they were probably absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned the Magic Years video, and um, in that, you know, the attitude from the women, and obviously this is, I'm, you know, I'm talking, about, you know, we're, we're in a context now where the exploitation of the female body is, is is quite rightly an extremely hot issue. So I'm being very mindful of that as I what, talk what about it. What do you mean by hot? <laughs> yeah, um, um, what's that? Like, um, this is a minefield. Um, so, um, uh, there seemed to be an attitude of absolute glee from these women of what they were getting to do, why they were doing it. Um, I do hope that they didn't, they, they haven't gone on to feel uncomfortable, like you say, Simon. But, um, you know, 1978, it was a time where, you know, female nudity wasn't exactly ubiquitous in the same way as it has been maybe since then um and there was a out it was more than an outrageous statement it was like you know it's not just uh you know a lot of boobies on bicycles it was a full naked horde of people on bicycles just going mad um and that i don't know i think there is something that just about i think to, you know, paired with this rock and roll masterpiece by Fred, kind of um, does elevate it. I don't know. I mean, I probably have to ask Sue. It's Queen, How bad isn't is it? it? Go yeah, big. Yeah. It's it's Queen. It's go big or go home. So, but it's it's also listen. a very silly song. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it is a song about riding a bike, and it's. I don't think that video would necessarily feel as jovial if it was to a different song. Yeah, so or if it, it was one woman on a bike naked. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. would be unfortunate. Yeah, that would, but yeah, get a, right. get a hundred of them, fine. Okay, I think on. if you I did it now, mindful. you'd have to have men and women on the bikes. Oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. Whilst that might be a slightly more disturbing <laughs> video, I think that would be that would be sort of 
the the fun version today. I think that's yeah. probably what they would have done as well, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah. But yes, I think that's uh, that is all true, and I hope I don't get. Uh, a tirade on Twitter after what I've said, but there we go. No. Um, yes, no, I, good I'm for mindful you. also that Queen have had more complaints from people uh, saying that you know they resent the fact that Freddie says he doesn't like Star Wars rather than the fact <laughs> that the video had naked. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> a fair point. Yeah, it's it's a fair point, and you know, obviously, everyone's got their own subjective opinion about these things. Um, but I think it's fantastic that you've acknowledged its power. Uh, and its uh, statements in, 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 in your top ten, Simon. That's fantastic. Uh, Bicycle Race video was made uh, in 1978 to promote uh, the jazz album. It was directed by Denis de Valence. Um, they recorded the performance of the band the same day they shot the video for Fat Bottom Girls at the uh, convention centre in Dallas, Texas. Um, and upon reviewing the footage, the band decided it was unsuitable and shelved it, choosing instead to create a collage of images to pad around footage of 65 naked women doing a bicycle race of their own. Um, that Dallas-based um, performance footage was released on Greatest Video Hits 1, uh, and it's the version on Queen's official YouTube where the video is age-restricted. Thank you to the nudity. Um, the race was filmed on the 17th of September in 1978, as Simon said, at Wimbledon Stadium as part of the promo campaign for the jazz album, although the band could not make it. And Halfords who provided all the bikes for the filming, refused to take back the used saddles and demanded the band pay for replacements when they found out what the bikes were used for. So, so you know, there's always logistical issues when it comes to these things. Um, so there we go. Uh, hooray for you, John, for doffing the cap to uh, the mighty Flash Gordon. Um, how did you go I just... That? I just think it's a really neat way of solving the problem of how do you do a music video to a video. Mm. And I think they look very cool the way it's filmed mm. in a studio as if they are doing a live soundtrack. Mm. And I, I would just congratulate whoever directed that video. I should know. I should have checked off the top of my head. But I just think it's a really clever way of making... What could easily have been just, you know, the film. It could have been a clip from the film. It could have been montages from the film. But the way of dipping between the band providing that soundtrack. And it does make you see the song in a new light as well, especially when John's just sort of stood there mm. with that bass line and they are looking at the footage. Mm. Um, there, there are other sort of perhaps more iconic videos that didn't make my top ten, but I just thought as a music video, it was a very, very clever way of, um, of sort of solving that issue. Amazing. Well, in terms of the director, uh, Wikipedia says that Don Norman uh, directed it, but there are other sources that might indicate that it was directed by Mike Hodges himself, who directed yes. Flash Gordon. That's oh, okay. right, right, Simon? So Mike Hodges directed I, I'm pretty movie. sure it was Mike Hodges, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he did the film, yeah. Yeah, so I think Wikipedia's wrong. Um, the video was shot in November 1980 at London's Anvil Studios, and there is an alternative version of the video and single mix with different clips from the film. That was broadcast uh, in the concert for Campuchia TV special in 1981, which Queen participated in, and that can be found on the Flash Gordon soundtrack track uh, on the 2011 iTunes edition if you want to find that um, and have a look at an alternative version so there we go it could well be I think it probably is Mike Hodges who did direct it absolutely brilliantly John 
I think it's a, a fantastic choice for your, for your number 10. Okay, so I think it is time to reveal what we have in our number 9 position. Suze, what have you gone for? When I was going into this challenge, I never imagined this would be on the list. I forgot it existed. It is Calling All Girls. Oh, no way. <laughs> Calling All Girls at number 9. Oh, I did it. say, when I sent Giles the list, I went, I'm going to get in big trubs for my choices <laughs> um i loved it i really and i'd forgotten it existed i think i probably saw it like a decade ago um it's, it's there's so much humor in it and the way the way my notes have written i said it's like a university project video for radio gaga okay. and it knows okay. all right all right <laughs> well let's see if it appears higher up <laughs> sure, because we may yet give time to talk about it in detail. I will give you a hundred pounds if that appears higher up. <laughs> I'm not taking that bet, John. I'm just not doing it. Um, oh, Suze, I love you. Right, okay, Simon, what have you got uh, in number nine? Uh, probably less controversially. Um, okay, my choice for number nine is Save Me. Oh, oh lovely. Uh, I love that video. Yeah, fantastic yeah, choice. Great stuff. And John, what have you gone for? I've gone for Innuendo. Have um, you? That's interesting. Which I am surprised was so low in my list, but because I I love the video, but um, yeah, it just it had to work out that way. Mm-hmm. Well, interestingly, at my number nine spot, I have Innuendo. Ah, oh, wow. the same reason. Really thought it was going to be my number. I mean, this is a top ten of number ones on my list, but mm, I really mm. did think. But it's incredible what managed to sort of, for me, push it down the list a bit. But what a video! Um, so, are there any videos at number nine, producer Giles, that aren't mentioned again? Higher up, any? Just one. Just one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, in your Calling all girls does not feature any higher oh. in these <laughs> What's wrong with no people? trouble though? No trouble. <laughs> Um, I want no what is trouble. it? What is it that you liked about the video, Suze? Because I, I mean, I gave it three out of five. <laughs> I just thought it was really sort of kitsch and fun, and it's not a song that I even particularly revisit with sure. Queen. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so yeah, yeah it's kind of like song. oh, and it really fits with this, fits with the song, and yeah, like I say, it's like a load of students got together and went, we got this song, Radio Gaga, we're gonna make a video for it, and then it's, but it's not for that song. So it kind of looks like it looks like also they only had like eight of those silver masks and they went, we're just going to have to get really creative and make it look like there's loads of these robots. It was cool. Yeah, it is cool. It just it's just on the wrong side of Shonky, though, isn't it? Okay, <laughs> That's so my brand. In vi- <laughs> so in the video, if you haven't seen it, guys uh, listening, then um, yeah, there are sort of masked robot face people. It, yeah, there is there is something very sci-fi cool about it, I guess. Uh, well, no, definitely. It's not cool, not cool. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Um, but it was made in 1982. It was directed by Brian Grant. The video was inspired by the sci-fi film THX 1138. Oh, right? so that makes a lot of sense. And it's also uh, referencing um, the George Orwell novel 1984, which was the name of one pre-queen band so it has that little influence going on um it's like it's it feels like it's directed but it's like um an episode of doctor who that's been directed by someone who hasn't had sex in a while (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true true. i mean the, the 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 videos from hot space are 
the most interesting yes in a certain way of all of the videos and i i was amazed at how many videos were made for that album um yeah but there, there's just <laughs> there's a lot going on yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I had a great time. I don't know. Maybe Seuss has it at number one, but in case it doesn't appear, I felt the the video for Batchat from that album, Hot Space. Uh, I've never seen a more uncomfortable looking Roger Taylor in my life. <laughs> like he just clearly was like he was he was doing the smile out of aggression more than anything else and stuff like yeah. that. Um, my number one is body language. Of course. Yeah, well, yeah, so. yeah, it's mine too. Um, uh, <laughs> both Brian and Roger, Suze, they both expressed a dislike for the video in their commentary for it. They've done a commentary Boy, on it. Why, calling all girls? Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> Brian, to be fair, is a bit more measured than Roger. Uh, um, <laughs> no change there. <laughs> Roger said the song's message had nothing to do with robots. Which, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to applaud Suze for putting that in because you, you, I look at those videos and, and I suspect they don't. None of the ones from Hot Space regularly feature. Uh, it may be under pressure, does I don't know, but the others perhaps not featuring in our, our top ten or many people's top tens. But there, there's a charm about them. There there's is something yeah, yeah, mad yeah. about them, and and they are a nice sort of um, porton of what is to come. Um, well, I also think right, that I yeah. think that Hot Space is one of Queen's most interesting albums mm. because it's an album that it's clear different forces are pulling it in different directions, mm. and that is borne out by the videos as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, of them, uh, I mean, I did, I did, I did, I did consider calling all girls for a moment before. I realised it was just naff, but um, <laughs> but it, it is trying to do something cool. It is trying very hard to do something really interesting, yeah. and I think it's definitely a precursor for for videos like Radio Gaga for sure. It's dated so much; it's come full circle, and like it's become no, timeless. No, no, Susan hasn't. <laughs> It's one of the very rare moments where you see Queen and you think, "Ooh, that's very 80s." <laughs> yeah. They actually they actually had a very good 80s. Mm. They did. Yes. And it's quite rare that you could put them in that I mean, I there's a school of thought which is that the 80s has been really misrepresented as this sort of cheesy lapse in fashion. It's not true. The 80s was an incredibly um sort of creative and artistic and gritty decade. That said, the video for Calling All Girls and some of the others from Hot Space would fall into perhaps that ver- that that cheesy version of the 80s that broadly Queen yeah. escaped, I think. I think, I think that that particular album, we'll get onto it, we should move on to number eight very quickly, but I, I think there, there are various schisms going on at, during the course of that album that, that, that aren't necessarily, there may be brewing before that and certainly healing afterwards. But as a result, yeah, I think a lot of the expression on that album is um, is, is controversial. But yeah, I, I'm with Simon, Suze. I think it's fantastic that you put that in your top ten. <laughs> Good for you. I yeah, I do applaud you for that. Um, it is. I I can't wait to hear what what choices that pushed out of your top ten for you. But yeah, I think it's fantastic that you did. Uh, all right, all right. Shall we move on to round eight and see what we've got in eighth position? Um, so Suze. Um, I'm just going to ask an open question. Uh, what have you got in your number eight position of all-time great Queen videos? My number eight choice is The Invisible Man. Oh. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's a very yeah. good choice. And how about you, Simon? I've gone for Princes of the Universe. Oh, 
Okay, fair play. Good choice. Uh, and John, where are you at? I've gone for It's a Hard Life. Nice. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, and I have Save Me at number eight. Ah, very good. So we've all gone for different number eights. Are any of them going to appear further up the chart, Producer Giles? Three of them are. Three of them Spoilers, are. Spoilers, one of them is not. Okay. Ooh. Save Me ranks highest at number what? eight. What? Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. Well, Save Me. Uh, do you know what? I, I, I love Save Me. I love the song so much. Um, it's on the Greatest Hits album, but somehow isn't sort of as present, I think, in the in the zeitgeist of some of their other songs but it's um it's an amazing amazing song off the game it was released in 1979 and uh directed by keith keith mcmillan um it was filmed at the alexandra palace theater just before christmas 1979 and at the rainbow theater a week earlier that was um uh, the combination uh and queen became one of the first um bands or pop acts to mix live action and animation in a music video the rotoscope sections were storyboarded by brian and merged into the alexandra palace footage uh, it was also the first queen video made with peter freestone freddie's new personal assistant who would uh, uh who would um be with fred until his death you know known as phoebe and freestone's memories of filming are simply being around to provide a drink and a hairbrush that's basically what he was there doing on the day. Um, uh, Brian was behind the concept for the video, saying in 2002, this one I had a lot to do with. It was very seldom that my songs became single, so I was sort of leaping at the chance. Brian worked closely with Macmillan on the video, and during filming, Macmillan stepped back a bit too far at one point and fell off the stage into the bottom of the nine-foot orchestra pit below. Bless him, I, I'm, I hope he was all right. It was also the last music feature uh, video to feature Freddie without a moustache until I Want to Break Free in 1984 when he did the uh, ballet bit, which ah. is really cool. Um, I uh, just, uh, well, you know, um, uh, Simon also had it in his top ten, which is great. Um, but, I, you know, I'm like, years before that AHA video uh, of Take On Me, these guys were already doing it. And it's so beautifully <laughs> yeah, done. True. It's really artistic. It suits the song. It's just exquisite. I, You know, it, it stands up today. I mean, you know, I, you know, you, you watch these videos. They're all in 4x3 instead of 16x9. It does date them maybe a little bit. But um, sort of on the rewatch, I'd sort of half forgotten it, actually. I'd half forgotten that it was there. And it suddenly took me by surprise because I was working my way backwards. And so by this point, I was watching a lot of them just performing and suddenly this enormous explosion of creativity that was what you were going to see coming from them in videos moving forwards more and more was just here as early as 1979 so uh, yeah I think it's a, a glorious piece Simon you had it in your top 10 as well yes I think very much similar reasons that you did and I, and I think it's interesting you hearing you talk about how how heavily involved Brian was and, and I think that's what shows in the video it is beautifully mapped out all the way through you know it's not just them on stage performing even when they are on stage performing the transitions in and out of the animation into the performance stuff is oh, so well crafted and so well planned particularly the stuff with the, the, the duck you know the animated dove and then how the mm. wings flap up and then it becomes freddie's arms as yeah. it moves through yeah i just thought in the evolution of Queen videos, I think it's really key because it is the first one where they they started to tell a story within 
in the video yeah. as, as well as just cover the song. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, it yeah. it got into my top ten. And they were innovating, right? I mean, Paula hmm. Abdul hadn't danced with a cat yet, right? They were <laughs> they were genuinely doing this stuff. It was very very cool. So uh, yeah, if you are uh, more of a casual fan listening to this show, just Google "Save Me" the music video on or stick it in YouTube and have a watch of it. It is just gorgeously made. It's seamless, absolutely beautiful. Um, right. Shall we move on to round seven? Zeus, <laughs> what have you got on number seven? My number seven is The Miracle. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Big video. And uh, Simon? Yeah. Uh, my number seven is I Want It All. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, John? My number seven is Who Wants to Live Forever. Oh, oh. Uh, my number seven is a kind of magic. Very good. It's very interesting. One of these, again, three of them come back higher, but one of them, can you guess which one? Uh, that would be mean. Um, I want it all. I want it all. Yeah, okay. Yeah, higher. yeah. fair enough. Uh, yes, all right. Well, go for it, Simon. Uh, great choice. I want it all. Means yeah, I think this is probably more of a personal choice yeah. than, than necessarily looking at it objectively. Um, because... As I mentioned earlier, I, I'm not a huge fan of the purely performance-based videos, but this one really does stand out for me um, by long chalk. And um, I just thought the band looked absolutely fantastic. And I love that it's not a concert, them on the concert stage, it's them in a kind of rehearsal space surrounded by flight cases, etc. Just makes it feel a lot more raw and live than, um, than we've seen previously. Um, when it, it's sometimes clear that they're miming along to the studio recording, um, it all re- they're, they're really working it. All of them are. Love the beer on the floor, tum from Roger, <laughs> which is great. Um, and of course, in the context of when this came, not only from when I was following Queen, because this is when I was now really into them, so I was getting this at the time. Um, but there'd been a long gap. They'd been accused of being too pop, and they'd drifted away from their rock and roll roots um there were rumors they were going to break up um and then they blast back with this and it's a real kind of we're still a rock and roll band mm. and we're still great um and also just the love the bit at the beginning with the four of them lined up is it like a really nice evolution of that bohemian rhapsody four heads um mm. you know, freddie's got his beard it's the first time we'd seen that um so that's why it's not number were, seven for me. Were you sort of one of the? I can't remember. Did you tell a story about how you were one of the first people to see the video? Yeah, they played it at the convention. They right. just finished it, and uh, we were at the convention in um, Canberra Sands, and they put it up on the big screen. And yeah, again, a thousand people all sat there in absolute silence, just jaws on the floor watching this. So. I think perhaps that might have influenced my choice, but I wasn't the only one who had it in a top ten. Was oh it? no, was I'm it? the other. Uh, You're the other. Yeah, no, I, of I, 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 yeah, I put it at my number ten, um, and I, I, yeah. I just have a real problem with the single version. Yeah, this so, is ridiculously. There's no need for that edit. I, well, I can understand why they did it because it's sort of a more punchy intro. But I was so in love with that opening guitar solo that I heard first. Mm. That whenever I hear the the single edit. I'm like, what have they done with the guitar solo? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the album version's always there, John. And, and the song is mighty no matter what. I, I think the reason I had it in my top ten was... Um, uh, well, actually, I'll get into that in a sec. I, I just want to say, yeah, so I Want It All came off the Miracle album. It was uh, released in 1989. Like Simon said, it had been 
what, three years since Kind of Magic, so they've been away for a while. It was directed by the mighty David Mallet, who directed so many of their fantastic videos. Uh, and the video features 16 Super Trooper spotlights and 12 dino light stands, which were 50 foot high and normally used to light football stadiums. The lighting on that video is bonkers. The video features mm. Freddy's first public appearance with a beard. Um, which uh, gave him a really strong look. I mean, he was obviously growing a bit for reasons of, of health as well, but um, it was such a fantastic look for him. Uh, and I think he looked so, so, so cool, so strong on that video. It's amazing. Um, uh, Roger, cheeky monkey that he is, uh, is wearing a leather jacket throughout the video from his band The Cross. So it's uh, <laughs> just just secretly plugging his his like his Plan B band. No, that's not fair. The cross is amazing. I love the cross. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I love that. I, I think the reason I had it in my top ten was you know obviously there there are a lot of videos that feature them uh, as a band uh, playing, and that's great. Um, I decided I there were so many more creative videos. To pick from on this list, you know, 15 to try and cram into a top 10, that I would pick one video of the band just playing. And mm. of all of those, I Want It All is the one that I always, always want to watch. It is so hench. It's just hench. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It's so cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I kind of feel about that. Uh, any controversies there, guys? Are we kind of happy? Everyone happy? I don't like. No, I don't like that Freddie's wearing a tie in the video. I wrote that down. <laughs> Is that because you don't yet. like the tie, or you don't like him wearing the tie? I just think it's weird what that a, he's wearing a shirt. What tie. about on headlong when he's like dangling the tie down? I didn't say anything about it on headlong, so I guess I'm fine with it. <laughs> okay, all right. But. So we're good with the tie on headlong. Not so yes. much. Does anyone else have a tie in that video? Is that an issue for you as well, or? I think it's mainly Freddie. Freddie. That's all I wrote down. <laughs> okay, thanks. Yeah, that's great. Calling all girls is. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's very true. All right. There's no time. Um, okay, uh, let's move on to round six. Uh, what do we have at our number six positions, Ms. Suze Kempner? Number six, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, <laughs> there it appears. There is the first appearance in our top ten. Of Bohemian Rhapsody, no doubt yeah. the last. So, Simon, uh, <laughs> what have you got at number six? I have Innuendo. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, good move. And John? I have Breakthrough. Oh, ah. a queen on a train. And I have I Want to Break Free. Wow. That's how far mm. up it managed, to, well, that's how far down it got pushed on my list. But for reasons that I think I'm going to get profoundly vilified for, uh, later on in this podcast. However, how have we done here, Producer Giles? I think this could be a controversial round, you know. This could be about voter complacency. Three of you voted for it. This is the highest innuendo ranks. Really? Huh. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, look, Simon, you put it higher than the rest of us. Why don't you talk to us about innuendo? Um, well, actually, this one very nearly made it into my top five, I yeah. have to say, yeah. um, because the animation is extraordinary. Um, it's so imaginative. It's over the top. So many different styles that all work brilliantly. I love how it ties in with the album artwork, 
um, so there felt like real synergy there. I love the theatre opening, you know, mm. again, the feeling that we were being let into a show to witness the latest Queen masterpiece, mm. um, their, you know, their next opera. Um, I think that all worked so well. Mm. Um, where it came slightly unstuck for me is that because, because the song is so long, you really notice how they start to repeat shots. Um, it's uh, like they didn't quite have enough ingredients yeah. to, to cover the whole piece, um, and so it doesn't it doesn't keep, keep surprising and dazzling us all the way through. It, it does for about three quarters of it, and then towards the end, you're starting to get yeah, I've, I've seen this bit before, I've seen this bit mm, before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I absolutely love it, and I marvel at its brilliance. I think you know the, the difference to, to mesh all those different styles of animation is fantastic, mm. um, but it's it, it's sort of why it's a sort of maybe a 9 out of 10 rather than a 10 out of 10 right, okay. um, mm-hmm. that Fair my enough. top 5 are John you had it in your top 10 as well right? yeah I, I, I love the style of it I think all of the the artwork around Innuendo is so great mm. um, even if sometimes the, you know, the reasons for them having to use artwork are, are sad and, and tragic and make you think about Freddie's health but the way that they the way that they sort of um, squared that circle is so imaginative. I'm going to annoy you now, Ro, because I'm going to mention, and in fairness, I haven't done it for a while, okay. Frank Zappa. Oh, yeah. hey. no, mate, you you, you <laughs> literally did it in the last episode when you went through all your tours and you were going to go to a Zappa concert. The, oh, there is yeah. one episode <laughs> in all of these episodes that we've done so far where you haven't mentioned Zappa. Someone tweeted today. Oh, uh, that, that's nice uh, for Ro. John didn't mention Zappa. I'm like, don't tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so f- there are a couple of Frank Zappa videos where he uses um, an animator called Bruce Bickford, who was one of the most incredible claymation okay. stop motion yeah. animators. And if you have never seen them. They are absolutely mind-blowing. They're quite scary. It's like being in a dream where everything mm. keeps moulding into other things. But some of the animation styles in Innuendo really remind me of Bruce Bickford's work. And I would be surprised if the person um, responsible was was not definitely sort of referencing him in some way. So anyone who likes that claymation in... in um, and also that bit at the start where it's sort of going through doors... Mm. So in Bruce Bickford animations, things turn into other things, mm. and happens with the claymation you, you, sequence a lot as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I would I would just recommend anyone uh, with an interest in that that specific part of the Innuendo video to check out uh, Bruce Bickford. If you just search for him on YouTube, his his work with Frank Zappa is really really out there. Um, right, but I okay. so I, I think it it's your, a superb video. You put it in your top ten because you like Frank Zappa. Pr- pr- yeah, see. basically. Okay. Thank you, John. Much. That's that's one of the best ones you've ever done to me. Thank you very much. Uh, I so I think innuendo uh, with respect to Sue's. I think innuendo is um, we, we, we are getting down to the thin end, end, end of the wedge and absolutely deserves to be at number one on anyone's list of Queen videos. I think it's absolutely a masterpiece. And, um, it came out uh, um, uh, just at the height of my Queen fandom and it was such you know I remember waiting on uh, listening to Radio 1 because they were going to play this the, the Queen single I was, couldn't wait to hear it and no one had heard it and they played this immense track that is completely insane and huge 
and it was jaw dropping. Just hearing that played out on the radio, we're like, "What is this?" It was like the first time we heard the fly by U2. Like no one had kind of heard anything like that before. And it was like the same thing with Innuendo. And then top of the pops that week, this video comes on, and I, you know, I was taping it. I was glued to it. I must have watched it thousands of times and studied it so hard. It is an absolutely immense video. Um, it was. It's obviously off the album Innuendo, uh, the first single off that album from 1990. It was directed by Rudy Dolezal and Hannes Rossacha, also known as Doro or the Torpedo Twins. Uh, it was recorded in November, December 1990. Now, unusually for Queen, the video didn't have that much input from the band. Most of the ideas, a lot of the ideas, were coming from. Doro. The Doll's House style theatre involved clay models animated by stop motion as we've discussed and the animated car- caricatures of the band were created by using live action stock footage as a template. So each band member is drawn in the style of a different artist or era. So Freddie was drawn in the style of Leonardo da Vinci, Brian in the style of Victorian etchings, Roger in the style of a Jackson Pollock and John in the style of Pablo Picasso. I did not know. Did you guys know about all this? Um, so the video involved animated reactions of the Granville drawings that inspired the album sleeve design, which John mentioned. Just that whole beautiful uh, sort of, um, I don't know, it's, it's sort of that sort of Victorian carnival kind of feel to it, I guess. Mm. Um, uh, the promo won a gold camera award at the American uh, Film and Video Festival. There are a variety of slightly different versions of the video, um, just small differences in stock footage or a tint of the video that are out there, uh, but the major difference between the standard version and uh, one of the other versions was the stock footage used during the mid-section of the song, where Doro had decided to use World War II stock footage, but just before the video was released, war broke out in the Persian Gulf, and the involvement of the Allied forces there made it inappropriate to use that footage, so it was replaced by folk dancing, and that is the version that it features on current official releases. Mm. But it has got... I don't know, it's just got amazing visuals. It's so dirty, you know, everything is distorted, and oh, it's just cool. It, it, You know, every now and then, a Queen video... Well, no, quite often, a Queen video is, is aiming for an artistic... Um, expression like it is it is designed to be a bit of art often it's just a bit of fun but innuendo is just breathtaking jaw-dropping stuff hey (laughs) it was my number 12 okay right so it was just outside so calling all girls just push (laughs) innuendo out of that top 10 for you there Suze, because you know you can't beat robot faces (laughs) <laughs> I'm just no, I think you're right. One yeah. woman on this podcast. <laughs> just, oh, no. Oh, no. A, I like naked girls on bicycles, and now I'm bullying the one woman on the podcast. Oh, God. Um, no, I, yeah. I don't have any taste when it comes to um, visuals, though, so it makes sense. Well, you like what you like, you know, that's fine. It's absolutely fine. But, uh, you know, no, it's good to hear that, that innuendo wasn't far away from your. No. I'm going to move on. Yeah. We're getting to the top five. We've done the first half already. So Mm. exciting. All right. Mm -hmm. We're reaching the top five. And at number five, Suze Kempner. It's a hard life. Yes. Yes. Loads of crazy costumes. And Simon? Bohemian Rhapsody. Of course. What? Highly influential video. (laughs) Uh, John, yeah, I know, I know. Why would you put it in your top ten at all, right, John? So, uh, uh, what's at number five for you, John? 
Uh, I want to break free. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair play. And at number five, I have put Breakthrough, Queen on a Train. Gotta love it. So how have we done there, Producer Giles? This is the highest mention of It's a Hard Life. The highest mention of It's a Hard Life. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, Suze, take it away. I, I thought, because uh, I know that Roger hates this video. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> he, yeah, he said, oh... It's stupid because none of us look like we know what we're meant to be doing there. And I think he said um, no man has ever looked more stupid in a music video than us or something. (laughs) But I think I think it's like it's totally Queen. It's very Freddie that um, uh, like unitard he's wearing with the eyes down the front is iconic. And I just love it. It's it's more of Queen's grubby decadence. Um, It's got his tongue firmly in cheek. And I really like Brian's Skelly guitar. Yeah. <laughs> it's really it cool. It's cool, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. And he's got that, is that what the skull thing as well? Is that what you're talking about? That's, I think, yeah, it's like a whole, it was a guitar. Apparently it was specially built for the video. Right. And um, yeah, it's like kind of gothic and yeah, operatic. Yeah. It's really cool. It is really cool. Uh, <laughs> John, did you have it in your top ten? Am I misremembering? Yeah, yeah. I always, I, I... I, when I was about twelve, I I took all of my Queen calendars from previous years and cut out the big pictures and framed them all. So my bedroom had a whole wall that was just clip frames of sort of iconic Queen images, Amazing. and cool. I always remember the image of them from this video. But I also remember on like the magic years, you'd see these sort of really tiny, tantalising clips of Freddie's parties yes. mm. and this video felt yes. a bit like you'd been invited <laughs> yeah. to one of Freddie's costume yes. parties it really did <laughs> it really does yeah and I think Roger just does th- just thinks it doesn't make him look cool and no girls would want to get <laughs> off with him if they saw this video so and, but again it is so hard to separate from the song that guitar solo is mm. so good and it's such a technically hard song to sing right. yeah and they didn't they did there's an interview with Brian May where he's talking about the guy from uh, a, a modern band who sung <laughs> this on stage with Queen a couple of years it was ago. From Keen. From Keen. Oh, was it that's him? It. Ah. And Brian says, "Oh, something like he's got a great set of pipes." Uh, I don't think we ever played this song live. He's actually not. It's not true. They did oh. play this song live. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I love the whole idea of a court where where. Freddy's there. Yeah, yeah, and his eye costume is insane. Yeah, so um, yes. it's a hard life is off the works, the 1984 album, the works. Um, it was directed by Tim Pope. It's the only video that Pope directed Queen, I think. But he did uh, work on promo videos for Roger Taylor's solo stuff, um, like Man on Fire from his 1984 album, is it Strange Frontiers, I think. Um, so uh, the video was filmed in Munich in June '84. Uh, actors Kurt Raab and Barbara Valentin, uh, friends of Freddie, can be seen as extras, as can Ingrid Mack, the wife of Reinhold Mack, who's their super-duper engineer at that point, uh, well, producer. Um, the video was Freddie's idea. He had wanted to recreate the set of the Pagliacci opera, uh, right? Which is... If I'd said to you, yeah. 
if I played you the video of It's a Hard Life and said, whose idea was this? <laughs> who, would you, who would you say? Did you know, listeners, that the video for Hard Life <laughs> that is entirely Freddie punting about like a legend um, was Freddie's idea. Um, yeah, and the band maybe weren't as keen on it as we've discussed. Uh, they found the costumes hot and uncomfortable and they ridiculed the eyes on Freddy's outfit, saying that he looked like a giant prawn. I think he looks absolutely amazing. <laughs> Crazy sort of red Zardos uh, type outfit oh, yeah, with Zardos. giant eyes coming out of it. Yeah, that's a fairly, thanks for getting that. It's a fairly I know, I got reference. It. I was into it's a it. Sean Connery film called Zardos. He looks a lot it's better mad. in it than Sean Connery. Yeah, I mean, as well. yeah, yeah. He's he's wearing it with no self consciousness, and it's the only oh. way to wear ludicrous clothing. He totally owns it. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, it was a very expensive, another very expensive video for the band uh, because the set was enormous, a huge number of extras mm. involved, the costumes were uh, very expensive, and, and that custom-made guitar, the guitar, uh, which was made for Brian in Japan, the skull-shaped body and uh, long bone-shaped neck that we were talking about, uh, was impossible to play, it was not for playing, and it was far too small for Brian <laughs> to actually use, so you could kind of see him awkwardly, kind of. <laughs> sort of twinkling on it but it cost over a grand uh, to make so it was featured in the video as much as possible for that reason <laughs> yeah. hold it up Brian is even seen holding it up on the cover of the single as well so they're yeah. really good <laughs> it's true it's true it's so true. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, it's hard life. It was at number thirteen for me, so it was just outside my top ten. And um, yeah, I think it has. Um, oh, it's just got so much artistic expression going on in it, and you know those costumes are wonderful. And I think that's absolutely right, um, John. It does feel like a, a Freddie Mercury party, and what a great song! <laughs> great stuff. Okay, should we move on to round four? Oh, it's getting, oh, it's, I love this. This is very, very exciting stuff. <laughs> At number four, Suze Kempner, your video is... Who Wants to Live Forever. Right. Ah. Okay, very good. And Simon? I've gone for Breakthrough. Yes, Queen on the Train. And John? I've gone Princes of the Universe. Oh, nicely yeah. high up. Okay, and I have gone for... I'm going to get so tweeted for this, but my number four is Radio Gaga. It's a bump around. It is a bump around. Three of these songs don't feature any higher than this. Princes of the Universe, Who Wants to Live Forever, and Breakthrough. Ah, okay. All right, okay. Breakthrough. Okay, well, let's start with John and Princes of the Universe. And Simon, you you have this in your top ten as well, so... Let's talk about yeah. Princes of the Universe, which is obviously off uh, a kind of magic. Um, yeah, why don't you take it away, John? Well, again, a bit like uh, Flash, they they have a problem of how do they how do they rep, sort of reference a film in a music video, and I think the the realization of that is superb. They're on the top of the building. I don't know whether they rebuilt the set or it's the actual set, but it looks just like they're in the film. As someone who was obsessed with Highlander. Yeah, me too, yeah. The, they, they do it really well. The bit where Brian's on the, on the steps. So you're, you're getting the double satisfaction of a really cool-looking Queen video that is referencing a film you love 
And then there's Christopher Lambert yeah. in the video as yeah. well. And Freddie looks so cool. He does. Um, the way the sort of the wind, he, he also, looks really sort of butch and, he's and strong. Toned, right? like yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah. strong. I, abs- I love the colour palette, how it's sort of quite grey, a sort of a quite denim-y video. Uh, I just think it's really, really good. Mm. It is, it is. Simon, are you kind of very much on the same mind then? Uh, yes, I think John and I are of one mind on this, mm. exactly. I think, well, for can me, because we'd be seen... There yeah. can only be one. Yeah, and, they can. Uh, there's only one opinion on this song, and it's brilliant. <laughs> and um, mm. I think, for me, it absolutely was that moment where Christophe Lambert yes. um, moves from the film into ah. the video. Because up until then, we'd seen these sort of videos from because it was it was the age of the the power ballad accompanying the movie yeah and we'd seen bands performing and then intercut with shots of the film yeah but to actually have the two merging together yeah the first time i saw that it that was mind-blowing oh yeah um, and just so cool i've also i've got a slight seven degrees of rye from this <gasps> which i may have mentioned before so if i have i apologize but i know i'm going to mention it again when we do a kind of magic anyway uh, is that my fiance's sister directed a film uh, which of which one of the roles is played by Clancy Brown, ah, yes. a.k.a. The Kurgan, Kurgan. whose Ooh. voice is on Prince of the Universe. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It is. yeah. So there you so go. I so I was just me. all, what's, what's Clancy Brown like? What's Clancy Brown like? What's Clancy Brown? <laughs> yeah, I know you've got Golden Globe nominations, <laughs> but what is Clancy Brown like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He must be sort of so terrifying, but I bet he's really gentle and sweet. Um, yes, is he? he is is he? Oh, my God. Lovely. Okay. Yeah, um, uh, yeah so uh, Prince of the Universe, uh, made in 1986 for the film Highlander on the Akana Magic album. It was directed by Russell Mulcahy, who directed the film Highlander, uh, and the songs featured in that movie. Uh, he also directed the video for Akana Magic, so he'd, he'd done both of them. And it was uh, the Prince of the Universe was was filmed in New York a couple of weeks after the A Kind of Magic video was recorded. Uh, and the set was a re- recreation job of several of those. Oh. So they recreated it. Um, and what a moment when Christopher Lambert, the star of Highlander, does walk in. I think without uh, the music video for The Princess of the Universe, we never would have had Last Action Hero. So, you know, uh, it's a highly influential piece. Um, there you go. Uh, I've lost half of the listeners born this century but anyway um, okay so uh, yeah I, th- and I do love that moment It's there's not enough of it uh, but as Christopher Lambert walks on as Connor McLeod the Highlander uh, the immortal uh, he starts having a sword fight with Freddy um, and Freddy's using his microphone stand as his sword and it's so cool it's so cool and Freddy's definitely going to win that fight um, uh, 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 the standard version appeared on Greatest Flicks 3 in 99 uh, and it's also featured on the Immortal Edition of the Highlander DVD, which I have, which is really good, uh, along with promos for Kind of Magic and Who Wants to Live Forever. Um, there is a version featuring a brief speech uh, intro from Christopher Lambert, which is uh, was on Greatest Video Hits 2, and that's the one that you can find on uh, your YouTube channel. And Brian doesn't use his red special in this video. He uses, John, a Washburn, a Washburn RR11V. 
Hang on, how did I not notice <laughs> yeah. that? Oh, no, I'm special. so annoyed. <laughs> I do love Washburn guitars. Oh, that's really annoying that I didn't notice that, because I noticed, because we're definitely, if we're mentioning back chat, then something's gone badly wrong. But he uses a, he uses a, 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 te, a Telecaster in back chat. Oh. I've got theories about why, but we can go into that later, don't we? <laughs> oh, yeah, when we get, maybe when we get to... Um... To, to, to hot space so yeah fantastic stuff and what a crazy song as well am i right in thinking prince of the universe even though it's one song and it sounds like one song it never actually quite repeats itself particularly it's just one new bit after another i don't know i love that song i love that video it is bonkers uh, if you haven't heard it uh, the best way to listen to it is uh, with the video uh, in front of you because it is just glorious and like john says freddie is absolutely in his prime on that video I've, I've i've just reminded myself of course i knew he didn't use the red special it's and john didn't use that bass elsewhere either so just it's fine it's fine we're all fine you just, you just reminded yourself after i've told you <laughs> yes <laughs> you have reminded right, myself okay good i'm so pleased shall we talk next about who wants to live forever yeah uh, Suze, my, my number four you had it at your yeah. Point. yeah yeah it's so classy and I think it's one of those videos, like, obviously, I did loads of crying watching these videos all in order. Um, and I think this video, which must have been, what, 86? Yes. Was it released? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it sort of becomes very powerful in hindsight. When you know what was to follow only five years later, it becomes, like, a really powerful video um, but yeah, it's just really classy and very simple and Freddie looks, he looks like um, a sort of ageless classical singer mm. in this mm. video. And, he yeah. looks so good in a suit. He yeah, looks, he does. And, and, I, yeah. and I wonder Great if that shoulders. ties into your issues with him in a shirt and tie because <laughs> once you've seen him in white, in white, what's it called? White dress? Yeah. Dress code is white. White tie. White tie, yeah. Once you've seen him in white tie, he does on the I Want It All video look a mm. bit like he's popped in from the office on his <laughs> <Yeah>. lunch hour. <laughs> he's, a, he's a rep. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was just a, such a simple video um, in no way overblown and I was, I was in bits. It was weird, I didn't expect it because I know that song. Um, yeah, and it fits perfectly with the song as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It it really fits the movie brilliantly, but it has transcended that in so many ways, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, John, you have this in your top ten as well, right? Yeah, I think very similar mind to Sue's that it looks so classy. It it I think it probably looks simpler than it is because don't they have like a thousand candles mm, or something, mm-hmm. and they have a choir as well. Yes. Um, yeah, for, 40 choir but it does and the full National Philharmonic uh, Orchestra wow, yeah. uh, and hundreds upon hundreds of candles all of which had to be kept lit throughout filming mm, like it was mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah I just think it, it fits the song so well it looks so great um, It's it's got such a heightened emotional impact looking at it now but yeah i think it's a wonderful video there's a couple of videos where you can kind of go okay that is as queen as queen gets and this is one of them yeah Uh, in terms of that just pure class sort of you know this is 
it's classical music at this point, you know, and, and, and for reals, when, you, when, you, when you're featuring the entire National Philharmonic, you know, you are saying, yes, we are making classic music right now, and uh, <laughs> it has that, that, that brilliant brother. I, I get a little, um, I've got a little pop quiz question for you guys. Uh, I think Simon might know this, but do you guys know who the conductor in the orchestra is? Is it Simon Rattle? No, it's Michael Kamen. Oh, my. So who's I? Michael Kamen, Carmen. How do you pronounce oh, it? K A M E N, Kamen. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. uh, who famously did the music for um, the Leith Weapon movies, but he did the music for Highlander as well. A big Michael Kamen. Oh, band, so of so. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, uh, the video was filmed uh, in 1986, directed by David Mallet, uh, and it was in a demolished warehouse at Tobacco Wharf in London's East End. This was September 86, they were kicking around there. Uh, it's also the first video in which Brian sings a verse entirely himself, and the first video mm. in which John plays a double bass. So there's a couple of nice oh, little yeah. things Oh yeah, John mm. on the double bass is really cool. It's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's fantastic. I mean, Who Wants to Live Forever was uh, uh, literally at number 11 for me. It was just outside my top 10. Mm. Simon, you had it in your top 10 as well, didn't you? Or was it no, just outside? No, it was just outside, it, right. Just outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But love it. Yeah. I love it. It is. It is. It is. And it's such an emotional song. Uh, all right. Fantastic. Well, uh, breakthrough. Uh, I think I'm the one that's got it highest on the list. Have I? No. Uh, who's just had it on their list? Was it you, Simon? I had it number four. Yeah. Number four. Right. Fantastic. Let's talk about breakthrough. Um, it's them on a train. Boys love trains. <laughs> what's lo- what's wrong with that? Um, I. <laughs> It's it's a great marriage of song and video. I thought, um, you know, the rhythm of the song absolutely conjures up the idea of a train. So it was obvious that that's where they needed to do it. But I think what's always tickles me about it, there's just something brilliantly camp and wonderful about Freddie mm. strutting his stuff on a move, uh, strutting his stuff on a moving train. Um, we, we know that Brian looks like a legend wherever he plays. You know, it can be on a train or on the roof of a palace or whatever. Um, Roger still looks so cool, not oh hair out God. of place, and and John's just completely unfazed, like he doesn't even realise that's what they're doing. You know, he's just he doesn't of, even know they're on a train. He doesn't even know they're on a train. <laughs> he's just I'm doing a bit. Um, it's great. Um, the middle eight is fun. You know, in the in the tunnel with all those nice weird moving images, which is great. Um, I've even forgiven the bit, the fact that the polystyrene wall sort of falls down because of the force <laughs> of the air coming through the tunnel rather than the train smashing through. Yeah, Freddie um, hated that. He was really angry. Oh, yeah, really? He said it, it detracted from the shock of the explosion. So it's just that the air pressure built up as the train went through the tunnel. Yeah. So it was the air pressure that exploded the polystyrene wall, mm. not the train. I suppose they only got one shot at it as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Freddie was oh, furious. That's fine. <laughs> but, um, I, I, and, there's, and the producer side of me just loves the fact that while they were making that, there would have been a team of accountants, management, and record execs constantly fretting because they couldn't get insurance for it because it was so dangerous. He looks like a health and safety nightmare, yeah, doesn't you would it? Never the get train away looks with like it's now. going. He's at one point like Freddie's like hanging off the bar. <laughs> oh, That's so scary. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it does because it really looks like it's going fast. <laughs> yeah, it's clever actually because it's it's not moving as fast as it looks. They ha- they mm. sped it up in the edit, which was really tricky to make sure the band stayed in sync with the 
the song. Yeah. But even so, it's still moving. You know, you wouldn't want to <laughs> fall off that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so the train, for safety, never travelled faster than 30 miles an hour, although Wikipedia will say that it got up to 60 miles an hour. Um, and the band insured itself for $2 million against bodily damage. Jeez. So the video wow. cost, what, 300 grand at the time, which is 720 grand now in today's wow. money. Yeah, yeah. Massive. Massive production. <gasps> oh, look! Oh, there's the train. Oh, the, the Miracle, Miracle Express. Express. Yeah, I've got a framed photo of the actual Miracle Express before it was made up uh, to have all the Queen regalia on. Oh. So this is the actual train uh, that someone sent me years ago when oh, okay. we did the show on Radio X. So I do somewhere, I'm sure you have this information to hand, but I do somewhere know the name of the train in an old email somewhere. <laughs> Like the actual sort of model and make of the train. The Um, original, yeah, I haven't gone into that much detail, but I can tell you it was rented from the Didcot Railway Centre in Oxfordshire. Uh, And they used the privately owned Neen Valley Railway in Cambridgeshire for two days of filming in June 1989. And of course the woman, the beautiful woman at the start of the video from uh, the Flake adverts at the time, for those of us that were around. Oh, is she? She was the uh, lady in the bath eating a flake all sexy, because that's that's what happened in those days when you ate a flake. (laughs) Um, um, Chocolate in the bath, that's disgusting. I wonder, I wonder how uh, Roger managed to find yeah. her. Yeah, so uh, she happened to be the actress, Debbie Leng, uh, who was dating Roger at the time and went on to be uh, the mother of his children. So, uh, But it was Freddie's idea to bring her into the video and um, mm-hmm. and, and he felt that she sort of fit what he and, and, and Doro had in mind. They, they directed the Torpedo Twins. And, and actually, uh, I... there's that amazing moment where, where both Freddie and Debbie... Uh, just do that sort of pout together sort of towards mm-hmm. the end and it's just awesome it's just so awesome you know Fred looking amazing and the two of them seem to be having the greatest fun ever yeah it was great it was great I love that bit I I remember this video because uh, I had that double box set um, of all the Queen videos and I used to watch Breakthrough and just think she is the most glamorous woman I've ever seen. <laughs> I, used to, I used to find her a very aspirational right, figure. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think this, 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 seeing the video on TV for this advertising the album is the first memory I ever have of Queen. Oh, of the oh, eyes, yeah. right, that came up at the end. Uh... Um, I can't, I've not met, I managed to find the actual advert but it was them on a train I remember thinking, "Oh, this is very loud," <laughs> uh, and I would have been—I would have been six or seven years old. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I absolutely adore the video. Uh, and again, I think it's—it's—it um, it could easily be number one on, on something. I mean, it's also—it's one of those songs that I'm not sure that is uh, is present in everyone's kind of un- uh, knowledge of Queen music as, as as some of the other tracks, even from the Miracle album. Um, but what a banging track it is it's <laughs> yeah. so freaking pumping uh, so yeah um I, I i i i urge you all listening to run on to your youtube and um watch queen play breakthrough at speed mm. on a train hurtling through the neen valley um it's absolutely glorious fantastic stuff all right well 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 we are losing tracks left right and center but we are now going on to our top three. Oh. Suze Kempner. Radio Gaga. Radio Gaga, of course, is going to start appearing in top three. So, yes, Simon. 
kind of magic. Kind of magic. Awesome. Mm. And John? I'm going slightly mad. I'm going slightly oh. mad. Very interesting, John. At number three, I have. I'm going slightly mad. And good for you, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, so, Giles, how have we done? Are these all appearing further up? Yeah, they are. Apart from a kind of magic. Okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this would appear higher on my uh, uh, top ten. I had it at number seven, and I applaud you, uh, Simon, for for pushing it up to, to, to third place. Um, go on, tell me your. Well, this was like your first big Queen album, anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, this is where I, I came to it, but um, uh, I just, I just think the whole thing about we've talked about this before the artwork for a kind of magic and how it how it sort of bled into the live show and then how it comes into this video is just so great and so iconic um and i think for a lot of people it's something you know you see those images of the band animated and you go i know exactly who that is um and i just think this was the perfect combination of performance you know storytelling hilarious animation and then just a bit of pure magic yeah. <laughs> which, which is all the things i associate with queen really um mm-hmm. love brilliant moments of humor i mean i it always makes me smile when freddie cozies up next to the backing singers and then walks away and they they fall over the whole thing about them you know being tramps and then being turned into this rock band by this magician you know freddie's the one wielding all the magic, which I think is great. Yeah, he's got this um, ringmaster feel, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. and I, saw, I I really remember when um, the movie came out of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit yes. and kind of made live action and animation cool again. Yeah. But this video is two years before that, so it's sort of, again, mm. it's that kind of thing of, okay, Queen weren't the first to do animation and live action together, of course, but, you know, just something about it it felt a slightly ahead of the curve, um, which is where you want Queen to they be. They were with Save Me. This is the first time they've used that technique since Save Me. But yeah, yeah but, but I mean, you know, in that Roger exactly. Rabbit way, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or you know, you know, look at Mary Poppins. You know, there's sure. a whole sequence of in there, course, isn't it? Yes, so yeah. it's it's an it's an old technique, but Queen kind of sort of were there slightly ahead of when it was reinvented or reborn. Um, and there's just so much mischief in this video. And again, that for me is what Queen is all about. Uh, there's nothing horrible or malicious. Just It's kind of schoolboy naughty, isn't it, really? Yeah, <laughs> it is. You can, you, can, you, can, is you can show it to kids. You can you know, uh, you can watch it any old age and get a huge amount out of it because it's got so much humour in it. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, did you, so, Susan, John, this didn't make your top tens, or did it? It did for you, didn't it, John? It did no, um, this did, it was very, very close. But uh, some belters just... Have to can't be fit in. uh, in. I'm afraid it was my number eleven. Okay, just outside. Okay, yeah. So literally. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, So obviously it was made in 1986 from uh, the Kind of Magic album, again directed by Russell Mulcahy, who directed The Highlander. Um, And the cartoon images in the video apparently were produced by the Walt Disney Company, but that's only on Wikipedia. Mm. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. But apparently they were. Um, and they used the disused Playhouse Theatre in Northumberland Avenue, uh, near Charing mm. Cross in London, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is cool. Uh, that's where I the BBC... I think the Playhouse was... I think it was the only theatre that stayed open in the Blitz. Oh, really? Okay. I think, it, yeah. Oh, no, that's the windmill. Oh, right, OK. So uh, the Playhouse, the BBC... <laughs> so, no, no. The BBC used, um, used to record their 
radio programming there. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was such a popular uh, video that it was actually released as a VHS video single in, uh, in October 86 um, alongside uh, What's to Live Forever so yeah an amazing video I'm literally wearing the t-shirt today in honour oh, of yeah. it well done yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and I just love the um, I love the animation I, j- I love this just you know they all look so cool in that video it tells a full story from beginning to end I think it's the one video that is that like, they're most coherent in so many ways and um, uh, yeah I, uh, oh, I adore it I adore the aesthetic of it and I love the song so bravo for it's a kind of magic uh, so I guess we're about to find out what we've all got in our position of number two. Uh, Suze Kempner, what have you got at your penultimate music video position? These are the days of our oh, lives. Oh. Okay, fair enough. And Simon? I want to break free. Ah, oh, inevitably. And <laughs> uh, John? Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. okay, cool. Uh, and I have at number two, The Miracle. Ah, nice okay. and high and proud of it. Uh, so, how have we done uh, there, producer Giles? Ah, this yeah, it's another bump around. Um, it's a bit of a spoiler, I guess, for for what's going to be in round one for some of these. But this is the final mention in this chart of "I Want to Break Free," Ooh. "Bohemian Rhapsody," mm. and "The Miracle." Mm. Oh, really? Okay. I'm, okay. I, okay. I'm not the only one to put the miracle in the top ten, am I? No, I've got You've it. You've got it, okay. That surprises yeah. me. I'll start with that. Um, so, this was very nearly my number one. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew you were going to make that noise. <laughs> I knew you were going to make that noise. Um, uh, objectively, it, it is their number one music video, but subjectively, I felt it was their number two, John. Um, so, uh, this wonderful, wonderful video is uh, Freddie's idea to have four young lookalikes of the band be the band in this song. And I'm going to make this point. Uh, Brian mentioned on a video recently that it's it's his. He said it was his favourite Queen song. And then Roger went, "Yeah, well, my even Rhapsody it made me loads of money." Joe's <laughs> 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 brilliant. Um, but um, you know. Uh, Brian sort of has, has got a lot of affection for it because it was a song that kind of Freddie had brought into the studio and uh, and I, I you know the song is okay but the video is awesome you actually literally have these kids um, being the band and they do it so well like thousands of these children auditioned uh, they were all stage cool kids uh, and the final four ended up being so good that the band were left awestruck after watching a run through of their performance. Freddie joked that mm. they should send the boys on tour instead of the band, <laughs> which is great. Uh, it was directed by the Torpedo Twins in uh, 1989, filmed in Elstree Studios. Um, uh, uh, Ross McCall played Freddie and he's sort of a reasonably successful actor now. He was in Band of Brothers and stuff like that. Um, and uh, 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 and I love it. I think particularly when I was watching them all on a run, and you reach that 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 video, and it's um oh it's so exuberant. The kids are so great, and then at the end when the main band join them, uh, there is so much vim and vigor. I think the miracle videos. I think I've got like four 
miracle uh, videos in my top ten, um, and I just I just love the miracle. I think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal video, um, and uh, yeah, the videos from this particular album, uh, you know, Freddie is is so full of vim and so full of energy. Um, and it was such a clever bit of management around his kind of, he was obviously starting to feel quite ill by this point. By having those kids come in and kind of convey those eras of Queen that we love, I, I think it's an extraordinary, and it's just fun. So <laughs> much fun. Uh, and yeah, Well, we I have boycotted this video because I was so jealous. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> And when I bear in mind, I first saw this would have first seen this video probably in 1991, when I was their age. Mm. I was, I was, I would have been too young to have. Eat, I didn't even know about Queen when this video was made, but I was still jealous in retrospect. And so I don't want to ever see this video again because I wanted to be in it. I'm exactly the same as John. Oh, exactly. Really? Yeah, it's the same problem I have with Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay. I could have been so better as, as Indy's sidekick. Okay. I can't watch that movie either. Oh, that That's how I feel sense. about that girl who's Matilda, Mara Wilson. Yeah, there you go. I've got like I got personal beef with her because she stole my career in the <laughs> early the same 90s. reason I I've not picked Radio Gaga because there were fans in the video from the fight club <laughs> and I wanted to be there even though when that was filmed I would have been two. <laughs> oh, oh, that makes sense though. So the reason it's not in your top tens isn't anything to do with the artistry of the band or the quality of the video. It's all because of your own emotional flaws. <laughs> I yes. see. Yes. yes, My own Terrible yeah. personality issues that you guys have. I mean, yeah, of course I felt really envious and wished I was, I was them but I would sort of fantasise about that and I was as good as being and I, and I think the video kind of enabled me to do that no I'm no it's a brilliant brilliant video I adore it absolutely adore it uh, yeah it was my number seven uh, and I think it it does the best thing a musical music video can do which is make the song better yes I think the does, song teamed does. with this video is better than the song on its own um, and that kid who's playing Freddie is it's epic. Crazy good with the movement. Yeah. Like, he nails yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> he really does. He's That's not as good as me, <laughs> Well, listen, on the 30th anniversary of the miracle, which would be this year, would it? Oh, no, it's in 1990. 1989. So Did the song it. come out in 89? Uh... Did the single? Oh, it might, might have come, come out in 1990. In yeah, 90. The... Well, anyway, look, we should maybe 35 year anniversary. John can recreate. Well, we should do it <laughs> ourselves. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. It was filmed in November, so I, think I, I feel like it was there <laughs> Christmas. Anyway, yeah, we'll we'll do it. The first live uh, podcast uh, that we get to do, which will probably be the first next well we've only been in a room together once in our lives <laughs> <laughs> and that was it's true that was just to talk about well, should we do a podcast yeah. and, and we haven't done it since so that first live gig we will open as the band uh, and we will perform the miracle to the audience that comes and john Brilliant. john can be the freddy all right fantastic so simon you had i want to break free i want to break free at your number two position Talk to me about your love of I Want to Break Free. Let's get stuck in. Well, I personally, I think this is a brilliantly conceived video um, from beginning to end. Um, I love the whole Coronation Street pastiche. 
them all dressing up, you know, Freddie prancing around with a hoover. Um, Roger is a ridiculously sexy schoolgirl. Um, Brian and John as the grumpy old women. It's just brilliant. Um, it kind of channels Monty Python a bit for me, which I like. Um, and all that heritage of men dressing up as, as women. I mean, I know sort of if you look at it through the goggles of today, you know, you, you have to sort of, you know, say, uh, are they are they on the right the side of taste and decency and, and, and not taking the mick out of people who dress up? But you have to remember, there's this whole heritage, you know, of pantomime and you know, even going back to Shakespeare, yeah. you know, where where you know men dressed up as women to perform. So I, I think it's very much in that school than anything else at all. No, they're doing um, drag. Like it's very yeah. much drag. Mm. It's not. Yeah. I don't think it's. Uh, Absolutely, but I think it, it makes me think how amazing Freddie would be on RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. Oh, right. yes. <laughs> as a guest judge, he would absolutely really, love it. Really, absolutely. Uh, but I think for me, the genius of it is actually the the ballet sequence in the middle, uh, which I uh, you know I know Sue's mentioned just doesn't fit, which I I totally buy. But mm-hmm. the thing is, I think Freddie had wanted to do something like that for many many years um and there was probably a reluctance because you know there was a worry that it would be simply laughed at or mocked and so i think what's so brilliant is by putting it in this video here when in fact it's not the most ludicrous part of the video (laughs) it's a really smart move because you know freddie's not saying me dancing around here in a ballet that if you think that's preposterous what about the rest of the video you know with with, (laughs) you know even with all the minors somehow marching in unison i'm not quite sure what, mm. what that's about but i just think the ballet brilliant freddie does such a great job with the ballet i think it's, it's yeah it's so it's, well worked in it's i love the fact that he shaves his moustache off for that bit yes and, but... and not for dressing up as a woman oh yeah of course that's a bit of an insight that david mallet actually gave us when we interviewed him mm. simon he did mention that that freddie was talking about shaving his moustache off for the vacuum cleaner the sequence vacuum bit and yeah. he, was con- he was convinced not to because it would be funnier. So yeah, like you were saying, mm-hmm. Rob, it's definitely a, a drag thing rather than a... Yeah. So yeah. I think to sum up, for me, it's a great idea from the band. I know it, was the, it, it came from them, but real hats off to David Mallet for realising it so effectively because the attention to detail in the set and, mm. and everything is yeah. just so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why it's number two for me. Yeah, very good. <laughs> very good. I'm sure it's going to feature high on the... Uh, and the listeners' uh, charts as well. Um, yeah, it, it was actually um, suggested uh, by Roger's girlfriend at the time. Uh, uh, but uh, yes, Roger uh, said, um, uh, we've done some really serious epic videos in the past. We just thought it was time we had some fun. We wanted people to know that we didn't take ourselves too seriously, that we could still laugh at ourselves. I think we proved that. That's <laughs> what he said about that. <laughs> Roger, it's great. Um, yeah, Fred uh, did save his moustache uh, and take it off for the ballet section. The ballet section's a recreation of the Debussy, uh, the Debussy ball- uh, ballet, uh, L'Après Midi d'une Faune. Mm. Faune? Faune. Um, the afternoon on a phone. <laughs> <laughs> great ballet about someone making lots of calls. Yeah. It's been the whole afternoon on hold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, choreographed by Wayne Eagling, uh, and Freddie rehearsed with the Royal Ballet members, uh, and the the actual filming of that sequence took an entire day, uh, which is awesome. Um, the band section of the video. Um, 
uh, which featured members of the Queen fan club, was filmed in the freezing cold warehouse next to Limehouse Studios. Uh, so there we go. Um, the actual drag bit was um, a small studio in Battersea. Um, yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, yeah, it was uh, off, uh, of course, um, uh, the works. Uh, and uh, when uh, Queen performed the song at the Rock and Rio Festival in January 85, Freddie changed into the top half of his drag costume from that video and the crowd began uh, throwing stones and beer cans at Freddie when he did it, which is unbelievable. But uh. according to Queen's interpreter, Maria Ketano, the song is sacred in South America because we consider it a political message about the evils of dictatorships. Uh, and so the music video is a bit less well, con- well known in Brazil due to the strictly controlled government television stations at the time. Um, and so Freddie took the costume off and the crowd were pacified and continued to enjoy the rest of the concert. So I think for them, it's such an anthem that they didn't really quite understand because they hadn't seen the video. They didn't really understand what Freddie was up to with it. <laughs> and, and, and giant fake boobies. So, um, uh, yeah, that is, that, is, uh, that is a lot of fun. Um, uh, almost sank them in America, really. America didn't, didn't like that at the time. But I think it's been re-embraced at this point. I think people are much more open to it you know everyone's kind of into drag now which is fantastic um and uh yeah what a, what a thing to have in your number two position uh, and now we must turn our attention to bohemian rhapsody it's the highest place position for bohemian rhapsody uh, and john has correctly put it um at number two and john just for the record i put it at my number 15 but we can get into that in a second what? yes yes what? yes you're out of your mind. I am not out of my mind. <laughs> I can the Bohemian, explain. the video for Bohemian Rhapsody. So the most, it's the most famous music video of all time. I can time. explain, right? So it is. It is a significant contribution to the music industry, right? It, it, it set forth the whole music video scene. However, the music video itself was shot in about four hours. It's cool, but it's not like their best video. They they then cashed, you know, they, they benefited from from the environment they created to try and better it every which way they could. And there are definitely, you know, these videos, you know, the videos they went on to make were even more elaborate and more, um, you know, so yes, as a legacy, as a, as a thing that it, um, uh, as what it's achieved. But I think, I, I just think as a, how else do you film Bohemian Rhapsody? I think it's a superb way to solve that problem. The fact they did it in four hours makes it even more impressive. Mm. I just think that 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 technique of of the faces and the that sort of mirror effect it fits the song so well. You could have got that video so wrong, mm. um, uh, and I think it has to go a number two. I, I thought I assumed it was going to be controversial that it wasn't my number one, and everyone else had put it as their number one. <laughs> so um, I just think it's there because it's the most important music video of all time, mm. and it's amazing and. Um, it's it's a gift not just to the music industry but to humanity and should probably be sent to space on a big digital yeah, like, yeah if, if you want to put it in the Museum of Moving Image yes please absolutely out of all of their videos yes historically it has the most significance I'm, I'm not disputing that in any way um, but the, you know I'm just I'm with the band on it they, they think it's okay <laughs> <laughs> It shows how ahead of its time it was, though, for this to be in 1975. And then essentially it's like 
and then music videos sort of started again with Take On Me. It does. It kind of feels like that, that in 1975, this was not just a few months ahead of the curve, it was years ahead of the curve. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing was edited in five hours, can you believe that? It's mm. unbelievable. So it's so long before MTV, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm happy to move on lest we tread on the toes of a, a future Bohemian Rhapsody episode because we mm. could talk about yeah, we could. For, we could. for hours we could. and hours. Um, but yeah. I will, yes. I will just, I will just do a little, little, sorry, a little, some choice, little bits and bobs about it, if that's okay. Uh, it was directed by Bruce Gowers. Um, it was recorded in just four hours on November the tenth, nineteen seventy-five, at Elstree. Um, cost three and a half grand to make, um, uh, and normally you'd spend six hundred quid. On a, a pop news, on a pop promo at that time, um, and uh, they used it so they didn't have to lip sync on top of the pops. But what I loved was it was at number one for so long, uh, nine weeks. That uh, after about three or four weeks, uh, the BBC started playing a slightly different version where they just slapped flames all over, <laughs> all over it just to mix it up a little bit, right? So if you've seen that, um, yeah, and of course it opens with that iconic my rock, rock image. Uh, from the Queen 2 album cover. So, yeah, fantastic. And the special effects mm. were done during the actual recording rather than in the editing, which is pretty impressive. Um, uh, the way they did Freddie's face cascading away, uh, you know, that sort of magnificent, oh, oh, and let me go, was uh, done by pointing the camera at the monitor and giving visual feedback. So that's how they, they come on about that. It's amazing. It's an, it is an amazing. It's an amazing video. And, 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 yeah, I could not fault you for putting it at number two, John. So that finally brings us all to our number one choices. Mm. Um, wow. So Here there we, we go. go. All right, Suze. What have we got at number one? My number one choice is I'm Going Slightly Mad. Beautiful, beautiful choice. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yes, uh, I had this at my number three. I think John did as well. Uh, and Simon, you had it at number seven, somewhere around there, was it? No, it wasn't in my top Not ten. in your top ten? No, just okay. outside. Amazing. All right, Suze, go for it. Okay, it doesn't age, and I think that might be to do with the black and white cinematography. I think that helps it. Um, and I've never seen comedy and tragedy better conveyed in a music video, certainly by Queen. Um, it's, it's fantastic. And also knowing where Queen were at that point mm. and knowing that Freddie had less than a year to mm. live ups the tragedy but also it's such a funny video yeah. and you see you see the band um, all together with their unique dynamic it feels very musical uh, it's got the influences that they've had through their whole career um, and it, I, I just felt like it brought everything that Queen were about together yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but when we were talking about the first Queen album, we noticed that um, Brian was dressed in the Penguin costume on the album <laughs> yes. sleeve. Do you remember that? So yeah, yeah, it yeah. turns out that he recreated the Penguin costume that he had worn for the photo shoot in Freddie's flat that featured on the band's first album. Amazing. Right, on the Queen album uh, back in 73. He recreated it for this. So it was a definite decision that, uh, yeah, we're going to refer to that specific little corner of queen <laughs> it's amazing yeah. yeah yeah um yes uh how are you feeling about it john i think like you said about innuendo the videos from the innuendo album all look so cool they're just yes, really they really well shot mm-hmm. they um 
I, I mean, I can't really say more without revealing my number okay, one. Okay, all right, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, well, I'll say a little bit about it, um, which is uh, I, you, when I, I actually initially, I'm not a huge fan of the song. I'm going slightly mad, um, but I respect it. Um, but it's not like a personal favourite of mine, and actually, I almost glossed over it and maybe didn't. I wasn't going to include it at all, and then I. I actually went back and rewatched it and went, oh no, this is, this is, I mean, it's such an artistic video. It's so immaculately mm. put together, like you were saying, Suze. Uh, there's so much visual invention in it. It's so beautifully made and it's so authored by Freddie. Uh, it kind of, if you remember that, that um, David Bowie made that really unsettling music video just before he died of, of, of a piece that he made, oh, Black right? and there's something yeah. kind of uh but this is this has more immediacy than that for me this was uh you know it, it, it wasn't intentional in the same way they were just you know they were making the best video they could with what they had and i just freddie i know he's so ill by this point but he looks so mm. amazing and he's i mean he really goes for it that that moment where poor Roger has to, you know, shake his head. And I've seen, behind, yeah, I think it might have been on one of your documentaries, actually, Simon, that sort of behind-the-scenes footage of, you know, how he was getting through that day and, you know, his mm. terrible pain. Uh, but saying to Roger, you know, just go for it, really shake my head. You can see in the video, Roger just won't. Obviously, he won't. Um, but the way Freddie kind of lets his head loll about, mm. like, you know, and the movements that he's doing are really heightened Freddie moves. Um and his look at that time just suits the video so well. Um, you know, it's it, it is it is sort of the last Queen video to feature major creative input from Fred. Um, and mm -hmm. it is such a brilliant piece of authorship by him of, of song and visual and performance. I, uh, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. So well done, Suze, for putting that at number one. I think that's a great, great choice. Um, Simon, what is your number one music video? Well, I agonised, but of eventually course. my number one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> my number one is Radio Gaga. Uh -huh, uh -huh, ah. I think that um, makes a lot of sense. The reasons for me putting it there are um, it, my love of film is satisfied by the inclusion of Metropolis, which is such a great movie, yeah. and, and having that embedded into it and inspiring the video was was great yeah. it's it's big it's over the top it's massive scale everything that the queen should be mm, really mm. um but still with elements of fun and humor in it the mm. polystyrene flying car i mean i just love the fact that <laughs> brian and john look so hacked off at the that they're stuck in the back <laughs> and freddie and roger are having fun <laughs> up front driving you know you could tell they'd rather be in the front seat um, freddie looks so what, cool with his foot up doesn't he <laughs> exactly <laughs> so I mean, they badass just, yeah. It is badass, but I, what seals it for me it is, and why I put it number one, it is the hand clapping sequences. Because, you know, how that transferred from the video and, and then inspired live audiences is, is incredible. You know, it, yeah. it's become a pivotal moment in any Queen show yeah. from then on and to this very day. Um, and not just from audiences that love Queen, as we saw at Live Aid, you know, for example. Everybody knows that's what you're supposed to do. And I think from that to come directly from the video mm. is extraordinary. Mm. You know, it is the power of the video to create that moment in a live show. Mm. 
Um, and so for the role this video played in creating a special moment between the band and fans in the live environment, um, and f you know, for the iconic image that, that, that moved between the boundaries of people who love Queen to become part of that cultural consciousness almost, really. Sure. That's why it gets number one in my Yeah, list. man. You know, that, that, this is the most Queen they've ever been. Yeah, <laughs> you know, at this point, uh, I think you know I, I said similar for um, Who Wants to Live Forever, but uh, my God, Radio Gaga has that, and um, I think this might help you, John. Um, the uh, there were five hundred Queen fan club members doing the claps. Uh, this is why you boycotted it, obviously. Um, but <laughs> we do have got to get to my rights little thing here. But we do have a fan letter, not a fan letter, a listener letter. Um, from one Chris Norton uh, who dropped us a little line uh, that I thought I might share you might find this quite cathartic John so hi folks being a fan club member I received a letter saying that I could attend the recording of a Queen video unfortunately I only received this request on the morning of the recording decisions decisions well the wrong one was made like a goody goody bank clerk in my late teens I went to work then, via the next fan club magazine, I'm sure they published some pictures of fan club members wearing their boiler suits, having taken part in the clapping sequence for Radio Gaga. Oh, man. Oh, mate. You probably mate. won't be able to read out my reaction, but I'm gonna. He says, but it went along the lines of, Oh, f***, f***, f***. Looking forward to the difficult second series. Best wishes to you all, Chris Norton. <laughs> oh, what a great lesson. That would sting you. That stung him for oh, nearly 40 years. My nearly God. 40 years. Can you imagine? Yeah. This is why whenever Simon, at any point since I've met him, has gone, are you free to do a thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't wait. Yeah. I don't wait. I will drop anything. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it always pays off. Yeah, you can never say no to Queen. It is your... Mm. It is no. your it is an right. amazing video. Oh, because it ha it hasn't really. It, it feels like it has barely aged, even though it's such a quintessentially eighties mm. video. Mm. But I suppose that's like the song. Mm. The song is very much a product of the eighties. Yet that feels really fresh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how it does it, but yeah, it feels like it could be from. It today. cost over one hundred and ten grand in that you know in nineteen eighty four money. Eighties yeah, money, David yeah. Mallet beautifully directed thing but it was the most uh, one of the most expensive videos that they ever made um, and uh, yeah, it, I mean it's just stunning um, absolutely stunning um, and I think the fact that you now get to see oceans of crowds doing the Radio Gaga clap and it just always looks cool <laughs> it's, yeah. Mm. yeah it's fantastic yeah. They, they love sci-fi you know they all love sci-fi yeah uh, and so it is well represented john what's your number one music video mate? these are the days of our lives uh. which is the number one queen music video so i'm surprised that it hasn't <laughs> got four number ones because it is the number one queen music video <laughs> tell us why i just think it's i mean it's heartbreaking yes. It is incredibly well put together, well shot. The song is a masterpiece. Brian's solo is a masterpiece. It's Freddie's final yes. message. It's his final connection with his yeah. fans. I, I just don't think there's ever been... I mean, there's so much... In the, in the history of rock yeah. music, there is so much tragedy. Yeah. 
people dying much younger than they should have done for various reasons. However, it's so rare that the story of that is played out in front of you. Um, and retrospectively, when you when you watch the later videos and you see the ways in which they were having to come up with innovative ways of, of masking Freddy's appearance, and there's something about him in this video where there's a lot of makeup and the lighting, but there is no escaping the fact he is incredibly mm. ill. Yeah. And oh, there's he has something to between every single short take. You know, that's... There's something just so incredibly sad about it, and it always makes me cry. Mm. It's inevitably always towards the end of documentaries that are made. By that point, you're just in bits. <laughs> um, the the song makes me cry on its own. The video as well. I mean. I just, I just don't know any other. I'm sure there are examples, but I don't know any other band whose, whose story was, whose tragic part of their story was so public and so much a part of the work they were doing, the lyrics and the videos. So, um, to me, I just think it's, it feels like a, you know, if this was a Hollywood film, you would think this is sort of. T- this is too much, but it, it's real life, and I think that's what makes this video so powerful. And almost, it's it's not just about the video or the how it's shot or what's in it. It's it's about so much more than that. So, for me, it will always be that one of the most striking images in all music is is Freddie turning to the camera and saying, yes, "I still love you." That's the moment. And it's hard it's hard even to describe it without. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. So. And you know, it, in the end, it ended up just outside my it was at number 12 on my on my list but like i say all 15 of the tracks that i whittled down to all deserve to be at number one as far as i'm concerned um but uh that moment where Fre- it's the last time that freddie appeared uh on in front of a camera um and that moment where he says uh i still love you and then just does that little freddie vanish <laughs> is mm. is so extraordinary it's such a personal goodbye from him to me. Is how it feels when I watch it. Um, uh, and th- th- for that moment alone, yes, it absolutely deserves to be at number one. It's um, it's an extraordinary piece. Sue's Simon, you must have a deep connection with this. Oh film. yeah. If I ca- catch me on the wrong day and see that video, and it's like you've been winded. Yeah. It's such a. Um, I, I don't know if he knew that was the last time he'd appear on camera, you know, publicly, um, but it feels like he yes, did. Yes, it was, yeah. It feels like he yeah. knew that was him saying goodbye. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, that's how he yeah, says hasn't it. Lost any power, hasn't lost any power in the It's that things. little yeah. nod, <laughs> you know, it's, oh, it's yeah. a magical, magical moment, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, yes, they've tried, like you said, they've tried to cover as best they can how ill he is with the lighting, the makeup, mm. the fact they've shot it in black and white, mm. but there is no hiding his frailty, no. and he must have known that as well, because he didn't say, well, I'm not going to be on this video because I look oh, he owns too it. ill. He does own it. Yeah, mm. it's, yeah. Yeah. I also think there are echoes of it in the No One But You video. Mm. Um, just with oh, the sort of that's black also and white a beautiful video. element. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Th- to have all three of the... The fact that John's there in that video is is yeah. really superb. Um, uh, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, I think... I mean, the amount of pain he was in that day. I mean, you know, he had an issue with his foot that many could barely stand. And, oh, my God. 
but he's so present he is so intent um and he connects with us so well uh it's 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 extraordinary it's an extraordinary way for the greatest showman who has ever lived to uh sign off it's Mm. absolutely amazing what a way to to take your bow at the end of this insane Mm. life and career um Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he he goes out with such power. I think it's incredible. Um, did you know that there was actually an original version of the video that featured uh, a, a Disney animation on it? Um, that had a story of like, oh no, yeah, it was a story of like two teenagers meeting and falling in love and being uh, parted as time goes by, and that was intercut with the footage of the band. And you can find that on YouTube. Um, and apparently, mm. Brian was filmed separately because he was coming back from America and that was edited into the existing okay. footage of the band which surprises me Suze just to be clear did you did you put Calling All Girls higher than um, These Are The Days Of Our Lives just given what we've said no about it's the number emotion. two okay <laughs> <laughs> even though Calling All Girls is objectively the best of the video <laughs> in terms of the band's history I of course put These Are The Days Of Our Lives higher than it uh, yeah, amazing, amazing, and uh, yeah, the Torpedo Twins directed that as well. So, uh, yeah, who are the Torpedo they're Twins? Rudy, why they're, they're Doro. Like... I don't know why they call themselves the Torpedo. They didn't call themselves the Torpedo Twins. Right, what we're going to call us? They're not twins. They're like it's Rudy Donatel and Hannes Rossacker. They're totally different people. Uh, they were often called. They're, they're known as Doro. So I think a lot of a lot of people. I see. Doro. Uh, but they directed a huge amount of their videos. <laughs> Um, but yeah, amazing, uh, an amazing, amazing choice and, and, and really elegiac and, and really beautiful and probably would be apt to sort of leave on in a way. Um, but of course, we've still got my number one choice <laughs> to deal with. And, and um, I'm, uh, I, I don't quite know how to say this. Uh, so my number one choice for um, uh, for the best music videos I've ever made is, is the correct choice. Uh, uh, and it's the Invisible Man. <laughs> oh, oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Why? I mean, it's my number eight because it's got video game in it. But why? I, do know, I was just sitting here thinking we need to go back and record talking about Invisible Man because I'm sure Sue's mentioned it. We haven't talked about. I did it. think that, and I thought, oh, it's no, right. Joel didn't yeah. steer us wrong. He knew. He knew. <laughs> Because um, okay, so the reason that it's their best music video, in spite of everything that's been said about things like Bohemian Rhapsody, and these are the days of our lives. Okay, so it is an awesome music video. It is so much fun to watch. Uh, it makes the song even. I don't care how you feel about the song. I freaking love that song. Um, but it is just so ludicrously fun, and uh, the whole concept of it is brilliant. Um, and yeah, it has got video game stuff in it. But here's the thing. Absolutely every single member of that band looks the coolest they have ever looked. In that, They all look as cool as Roger. Right? So there's, I mean, like there's just a bit of facial hair on Brian that makes him look absolutely yes, awesome. Yes, that's very absolutely true. Absolutely awesome. Right? Right? And then when he's... Photos of Brian with stubble oh my are God. few and far between. He always looks superb. Oh my mm. God. And when he's doing his mad guitar solo and he's firing lasers out of his guitar and actually shooting, like by the end of it, he's literally tilting his guitar like an absolute action hero legend. 
that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger looks amazing in it. Uh, Freddie is unbelievable in it. You know, he, you know, we're already reaching that area where you know Fred is is suffering, but oh god, he's just giving it some. Uh, the, the the visual reference of it all, but here's here is my humdinger, right? John Deacon is the coolest he has ever been in that video because he wears an amazing hat that makes him look freaking cool and then he takes his hat off throws it out of the telly into the little kid's lounge little kid puts John Deacon's hat on and he sucks into the game <laughs> I love that your your reasons for this being your number one is Brian May shoots lasers out of his guitar and John Deacon's got a hat <laughs> Why do you guys like Queen? What's happening here? <laughs> this is what I love Queen for. This is the stuff. I must have watched the Invisible Man video like, oh my God, like like 50 times a day for about two years. It's, it's so good. It's so, so good. Um, I absolutely adore Too it. jealous of the family, mate. Too jealous of the family. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. You wanted... Where's my we have to get some of these extras from Queen videos on the podcast. We need to do a special yeah. where we speak to the boy, the, the boys from uh, uh, The Miracle. Yeah. We need to speak to the family from yeah. Invisible Man. We need to speak to the robots from <laughs> Calling All Girls. And, and the lady that Freddie sort of just sits cross-legged in front I, of. Oh, yeah. I think that's one of the things yeah. I like about Calling All Girls is that woman's face is like, what are we doing? What's this? <laughs> Just like Brian's face. I feel like we're not talking about The Invisible Man anymore, which is the number one music video ever made by Queen, right? I, I thought The Invisible Man would make a great movie. I know there are several films called The Invisible Man, but I think the video of that Queen song makes the great basis for a movie. It's a little kid hanging out with four grown men in a band. It's something very 80s about it. And... But I think they could do it now. Well, it's got that whole Jumanji thing going on where you get sucked into the video game. It's yes. the business. It is the absolute mm-hmm. business. Uh, it was filmed on Roger's 40th birthday. That makes it double business. That was the 26th Happy of birthday. July, 1989. Uh, and they brought this huge cake in for him in, halfway through the filming, which is awesome. Um, the actress who played the teenage daughter is Daniela Westbrook, yo. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Sam, Sam Mitchell. No way. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. She started doing that wow. literally the following year. She started being Sam Mitchell in EastEnders. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Why haven't we got her on? <laughs> She'll, she'd come on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, she'd, she'd, she'd she would come on. on. Podcast. Come on. <laughs> I don't know if she's that busy anymore. Wow. So, um, yeah, Did so there you that. go. Uh, um, oh, my God. Have you guys heard the 12-inch cut of Invisible Man? You've got it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. The remix is amazing. It's a huge... Awesome. I will, I will, I will stand by the Invisible Man until I die. <laughs> it's great. Have you guys heard the Scatman cover of? The yes, <laughs> you Scatman turned me John. on to that. That was great. <laughs> this, oh, it's oh, and the lyrics are just so creepy and oh, it's brilliant. But like the way it's shot, you've got cameras spinning. That bit where the camera is spinning round and it just keeps coming back round. They're all doing cool <laughs> as, as it comes round past. Fred. Fred is like almost like pulling the camera in and around with him. It's the band at their best. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. 
I, I have a soft spot there. for it. I'm just looking forward to Sue, Suze's pitch for the film where she goes to Hollywood and they say, okay, so what you got, Suze? And she says, well, you know the Invisible Man? And they go, yeah, the H.G. Wells book. And That's I'm like, a great guess idea. again. No, no. John Deacon. Who? John Deacon, John, oh, the nice. bassist from Queen. Who is that guy? Well, he's got a hat and he throws it into a, into a boy's bedroom. <laughs> It's this boy hanging out with four men in their 40s who are in a rock band. <laughs> yeah, that little holding pattern. I could watch that all day, that little holding pattern graphic at the end where the little boy's like, walking backwards and forwards and it's saying game over and, and, the, and the guys are all doing and their... fan service. We could pay fan service. Danielle Restbrook yeah, come in reprise yeah, her yeah. role as... Anyway, I Roger can't wait Air to pitch this to Universal. My God. Yes. It's got everything, guys. It's got everything. Um, <laughs> so on that emotional note, uh, are there any... <laughs> that deeply emotional, uh, resonant moment. Are there any honourable mentions we'd like to give to videos that haven't made our top ten? I'd shout out for Body Language. I always liked the vision, uh, the video for One Vision. Oh yeah, mm. where they're in the studio. Yeah, that was close. Yeah, just because yeah. you suddenly felt for a moment you were in the studio with them, you know. And I know it was it it was staged for the video, but they did a really good job of making it feel like mm. you were part of that recording. So I've always liked that. I've always yeah. Liked that one. I'm surprised that the video for Crazy Little Thing called Love didn't make that very it. Number thirteen. Made item, yeah. Number thirteen. Did you know that the yeah. hand clappy and... guys? They were guys they were from the crew that were underneath the thing and they were down there all day so they just took a bottle of whiskey with them. And so they, they were absolutely twatted. So that's why all the claps are just slightly out because they can't get it together. Yeah. And I also have a weird soft spot for the video to Somebody to Love because mm. it's such a it's such a difficult song to to film on a small budget, I think. But I it, do, it works with them in the studio, but it is my least favourite um, era of Freddie's hair, oh, so bad. that's what um, that's what kept it out. There's a me. lovely moment at the end of. I know you're not a fan of the song particularly, John, but uh, there there is one riff in the song that I adore. Uh, but friends will be friends video, which again is them sort of trying to recreate their live feel, but it's a studio mm. sort of with with fans. I think it's Queen Fan Club again. Um, but at the end of that video, it's just Freddie with the audience singing in the moment like it comes out of the recording and i yes, love yeah, that that's really nice moment as well yeah it's fantastic mm, mm. the the one that nearly made it in that didn't was the uh video for heaven for everyone oh, with yeah. the um the early film footage right. and the the spaceship going up to the moon because i i had such yeah, a has such a sort of George Melly stuff. important place in my heart because that was the first sort of queen release that i was a queen right. fan for okay um so i i bought the i bought the bohemian rhapsody days of our lives double C cd but in terms of like me being excited about an album coming out it, heaven for everyone was the only one that that sort of um i was i was i was a queen fan when all the sort of build that was happening so the heaven for everyone video i I'm very, uh, yeah, very nostalgic. That stuff influences for. you, you know. I mean, the miracles mm. clearly influenced me in that in that regard because I was a fan for that moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also uh, want to just give a shout out to play the game for whoever made the decision that there should be a bit where Freddie goes over and him and Brian sort of fight over the guitar, and then Freddie goes off with guitar, then throws it back to him. I don't know whose decision that was or what it was for, 
but I salute them. <laughs> yeah, the, there was a very cool thing. Very, very odd. With the way that they shot that. Uh, so that so basically, um, uh, again, Brian's not using the red special here uh, because Freddie grabs it off him and throws it back across the stage. Throws right? it. But reverse editing was used for that shot. Uh, so like when Freddie jumps backwards onto Roger's drum kit, obviously yeah. it's reverse. But that was so that Brian could transition straight into his guitar solo without missing a beat. Right, so he catches gotcha. the guitar and starts soloing straight away. And mm. the only way of doing that was mm-hmm. by doing it in reverse. So yeah, of course, Amazing. of course. Does that does that mean that Brian learnt how to play his guitar solo backwards? For the first <laughs> <time>? <laughs> I would say yeah. yeah he he I can probably see did. That's a yeah. very yeah. bright thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, for accuracy, I really think I should. <laughs> and then I'm like, so I don't think they're going to pick it up in the sink, bro. No, no, I really should. <laughs> so yeah, fantastic stuff. Yes, I think they're all good, good shouts. But um, yeah, it was it was a real journey. I think watching through all the videos, uh, it was the first time that I consciously realised that I was watching a band with a person of colour as the frontman. Um, uh, not that mm-hmm. it changed things massively for me, but it was quite a a connective moment and there was there was something really interesting watching this Persian man with this band just freaking romping through two and a bit decades of awesomeness. I don't know. I found that very resonant and quite moving. Um and mm. occasionally quite comical, but in a really cool way, in a very on side with Freddie way. Yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. Um so how about you guys? Did you enjoy the whole experience of I did, yes. But really uh, a great way to spend four hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I think it reminded me how much more the videos were a part of my younger Queen fandom because you just see them so much less yes. these days. Mm. Um, you know, I, I I watch them on YouTube every so often, but they're much less part of my life than they were when I had mm. greatest flicks on, yeah, on yeah. VHS and Rare Live on VHS and would go through all those documentaries and stuff. MTV so it, is, was, it was nice to see... At that time, a like, really big thing, yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see a few old friends and also some videos from the Hot Space <laughs> album. <laughs> Including ninth best queen video. <laughs> <laughs> Calling all girls. Awesome. So now we have heard all of our top tens. Producer Giles, if you do the sums and calculate them all together, what is... The Queen Pod top ten videos. Okay, let me just work it out. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, that was um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Like I said earlier on, we've got loads of respondents already from the listeners, which is really, really cool. Okay. And so far, the lists kind of match up, but okay. we'll save the the, oh. the big list to the end. Right. Same videos, very different order though. Mm. So for you guys, is your number ten was Who Wants to Live Forever? No. Yeah. Your eighth equal. Okay. Was the miracle. Mm. And what? a kind of magic. Ah. That's too low. That's a bit too low for both of them. Well, not when you hear what the ones above it are. Number seven, for example, obviously, The Invisible Man. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number six. Sheer heart Number attack. six. That's basically what Sue's <laughs> did with the sheer heart attack cover. I appreciate that. Did anyone have The Invisible Man in their top ten apart from me? Yeah, oh, well, I'm oh, sorry you did. Thank you, Suze. I'm so pleased. That's yeah. how it charted. If it had just been you, yeah, it, would be, it would have been a true... You had it at number answer. two, right, Suze? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, listeners, you can listen back to find out where Suze actually put it. Sorry, man, I'm disturbing <laughs> your flow. Right, so number seven... Se- well, eighth equal was Invisible Man. Uh, seventh was Invisible Man. Okay, 
That's right. Number six was Breakthrough. Number five was These Are The Days Of Our Lives. Yeah, yeah, nice. And this is where it gets a bit crazy. Number four is Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Mm -hmm. Number three is I Want To Break Free. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two is Radio Gaga. Wow, that's those were the chart positions for Radio Gaga and Yeah, nice. Oh, really? It's impressive for Radio Gaga considering I didn't select it. No, that's true. (laughs) Because you're not in it. Yeah. (laughs) 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 But the Queen Pod presenters number one, with apologies to Simon, is I'm going slightly mad. Ah, I think that's a worthy. That is a worthy winner. Yeah, that is a high, highly crafted, beautiful number one. Wow! It was Rowan John's number three, Susie's number one. It didn't. It didn't make it into Simon's top ten. No. Why do you hate? I'm going. Is it? Actually, that's a fair question. Is it just you find it quite, uh, just quite chat, just very emotional? I I didn't have any of the of those sort of videos in my top 10 because yeah for that very reason i find it too i don't i can't enjoy them because of how how ill fred looks i admire as you say all the ideas behind them and they yes of course freddie signing off at the end of these are the days of our lives is is marvelous but i i think instinctively i prefer to enjoy the videos where he's and all of them are looking great and enjoying it and having fun even though they are yeah. slightly mad, but you know. Strangely, <laughs> out of that set, it was Headlong that um, kind of affected me the most because he is going for it full rock. Like oh, He's, he's mm. so impressive. Um, and yeah, and all the gags and stuff with the tie where they're all lying on top of each other and mm. in the studio where he's just like he's sticking his tongue out and doing all that stuff. But, you know, at the same time, he's so frail. And it's, uh, yeah, that one mm. I found, found very difficult. Um, but yeah, fair enough. But... Yeah, wow, penguins, man. People love yeah. penguins. <laughs> Roger's got a kettle on his head. Or was it John who had the kettle on his head? No, it was Roger. I think John Roger's got the kettle. kettle. Yeah, it was uh, Roger. John Roger has the has jester's the hat. That's right. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. I get there's there's a lot to like about that. John's not bad with a yo-yo. No. <laughs> he can handle one. Uh, and I, there's something amazing about how Roger looks on that tricycle. Where he genuinely mm-hmm. does look like a little boy. He does that amazing little <laughs> smile, and oh, the whole feel of it is, 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 is absolutely brilliant. They, mm. um, they're really, they're really together in that video. There's, there's yeah. there is something really, um, I don't know. You just, um, you're just watching four people who, when it's all said and done, they clearly love each other, <laughs> and they're mm. an amazing creative force. Well, I'm very yeah. much looking forward to our fan special at the end of the season when yeah. we find out what our noble listeners have chosen as well. I think it will make it fascinating. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. So that brings us to the end of our uh, video special, which I've done with great aplomb for all of you. You're very <laughs> welcome. Um, uh, and we will be back next time uh, dealing with the works and we'll be moving on to the 1976 album. A Day at the Races, which has got great stuff on it. It's got the best Queen song ever on it. It does. It does. Somebody to love, yes? I'm not not giving it away. You'll have to to listen and find out. (laughs) I mean, if it isn't somebody to love, then I'm not turning up. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Amazing. It's got that on it. It's got Tell Your Mother Down on it. It's got Good Old Fashioned Lover Boy on it. What an album. And then 
all of the other tracks on it are really great as well. Uh, it's got, I think, my favourite, one of my favourite John Deacon songs on it. Um, all right, so there you have it. Please email us with your stories and questions, queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com. Definitely send us your top tens uh, of your videos, your favourite videos. Uh, you can uh, comment at the Queen Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we'll have uh, the list of uh, videos that we've selected uh, up on our Facebook page, so... Uh, nip there and, and, and check that out while you're listening to this particular episode uh, we have now set up a patreon so if you're in a position to support us and are so inclined please do but don't worry a jot if you can't what you can do instead is take the time to give us a star rating on your podcast platform and even give us a little review uh, above all spread the word wherever you are to anyone you know who might dig some queen funds like we do um let us build an army and uh, until next time take good care of those you call your own and keep good company so thank you to Suze John Simon and producer Giles goodbye goodbye bye this has been The Queen Pod a Seven Seas Films production edited and produced by me Fergus March Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and stay in touch by emailing queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Bye.